0: everywhere <laughs>
1: howard stern oh. here we go everybody loves our theme song rob zombie and howard stern singing great american nightmare here we go let's uh let's really get into it <laughs> boy those guys are good they really are good. I only wish I could watch them in the studio recording this and really learn the internet of how they put this together. All right well there does, you go does uh,
2: rob do his own production or does he have a producer
1: he has a producer uh what i remember of that day and again i blocked most of it out because it was the <laughs> most humiliating experience rob kept going just sing just I, he says i hear you on the radio singing <laughs> i i go i don't understand what we're doing here i'm i'm, I'm, I'm i i got to get out of here it was horrible
2: You needed Stevie Wonder to show you your part.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah, because Rob sings in a very specific way. And I was trying to sing like him because he goes, try to get a little grittier, you know, like... "Uh, uh, uh," And I go, I don't do that.
2: (laughs) I have no grit. Call
1: me the American (laughs) nightmare. Call me the American dream. But he goes, call me... You know, I don't know how to do that. I said, I'm tearing up my voice. I don't know what's going on. Then I went... Call me the American. <laughs> it was such a disaster. But there was some dude there who I think that... Now, again, this was 100 years ago. But there was a dude in the room with Rob who said... Rob said something about Nine Inch Nails. This guy produces Nine Inch Nails or something. And I was even more intimidated. And, uh, I, you know, it was a <laughs> disaster. This song... And every time I, I, you know, every once in a while, I want to change. I have a thought to maybe change our intro song. And Rob will actually text me and go, what are you doing? Oh. You, can't, you can't change this song. And I go, I can't. I thought it was my show. He goes, come on, man. All right. So uh, I'm locked in on this one. But I love it. Listen, it's I'm not complaining. Song. It's a good song.
2: I it every morning.
1: It gets me pumped up for the show when I hear that song. It's uh, fine. At the end, doesn't it sound like a jack-in-the-box? Right at the last, like, ten seconds of the song. Like Fred, that little can't... crinkety-crink that Yeah, yeah, crinkety yes. It's something yes. when the ice cream man comes to the...
2: Yeah. Yeah, that.
1: I'm I'm sure that's from, like, Mr. Softy. <laughs> <What laughs> but it could Rob be does, a
2: horror film. Because, you know, Rob loves her.
1: And Rob mixes in, you can hear throughout the song, there's a montage of different uh, clips and things from, I don't know what the hell's going on in that song, but uh, uh, the best was performing it live on MTV with Rob, and I just stood on stage with um, talcum powder in my hair and pretended (laughs) like I was doing something while Rob was stomping. I go, Rob, Rob," it, it was the Private Parts premiere on MTV, which they covered. God bless MTV. I mean, they made a whole big deal about it. And uh, Rob and I were uh, going to perform. And here I am. I mean, I'm a musician. And uh, and I barely did anything on this song because I suck so bad.
2: You didn't go and share a microphone and sing
1: or all oh. that stuff? So we're <laughs> backstage waiting to go on MTV live. <laughs> We've never performed the song before. And Rob... You know, Rob's an accomplished performer. He's been doing this his yeah. whole life. So, uh, Rob has got—he he walks in the room and he's—he's he's covered in white powder or something. I, I said, "Rob, what happened?"
2: <laughs> Were you in an he explosion? Goes, <laughs> he goes,
1: "I go. I don't look like that. I don't have any. I don't. I look just like me." He goes, "Well, here, and they talcum powdered me." <laughs> so. uh I was like, are they goofing on me, putting all this talcum powder on me? Maybe then Rob's going to wipe his off. But anyway, we we were all talcum powdered up to look like zombies, I guess. And uh we had the band there. And I go, well, we've never done this song. What are you going to... Like, what am I doing during the song? He goes, well, you know, just sing your part. And I go, what part? <laughs> I don't even have a part. I, I go, are you going to just stand there or are you going to dance around? He goes, oh, well stomp your foot like this like rob has actual choreography he does during the song like he Uh he he, it's not like typical dancing but it's a cool masculine way of dancing so he doesn't look feminine (laughs) you know and uh i went oh do you think i should do that he goes yeah sure stomp your feet and you'll you know do what i'm doing or not do whatever you want i was like oh my god (laughs) i'm like what am i doing what am i doing am i i I don't even know what to do like uh, so we go out on stage it was there right on mtv huge audience and you'll see i'm standing there and rob is all over the stage and he's singing and he's running around and i make this feeble attempt to look like i'm part of it and I look almost <laughs> more awkward because I'm trying. Then I just like in the middle of the song, he said, just give up, stand there and maybe that'll look cool and cup the microphone so people can't see you're not singing. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, it was a disaster. I mean, not for Rob. He was great. I And then and then um someone told me that LL Cool J and Lenny Kravitz introduced the performance and I have no recollection oh, really? of that. Yeah, I, I, yeah but, neither but do I. Yeah, yeah.
2: I was in the crowd.
1: You know, speaking of Lenny Kravitz, I was watching him being honored on some TV show the other night, and that son of a gun looks damn good. I mean, Lenny's got to be in his 50s now, but he's still wearing the leather pants and the uh And the shirt open around to
2: his waist. He, he, yeah, yeah, to his
1: pippick, and then he's got like, uh, <laughs> you know, he's still got muscles, and and he went back to dreadlocks, and he's got the shades on. It was, the oh, People's Choice Awards. Thank you, guys. Oh,
2: is that what it was? Okay, because I saw pictures yeah. of him on a red
1: carpet. Hey, Howard? Yeah, he's Len- a pretty good-looking dude, man. Yeah. L- Lenny's going to be 60 in May. Unbelievable. 60? Wow. He looks good.
2: I told you, I saw him on the red carpet with his daughter, and it looks like they should be dating.
1: <laughs> I know. Yeah, I tell you, he must still get tons of hot broads. Oh, I'm sure he mm-hmm. he can't even
2: get married. Look, uh, you know, Lisa Bonet's gone for years and years, and nobody has ever nailed no. that down.
1: Again. He's, a, he's in good shape. I tell you, I was looking at Lenny. I didn't realize he was 60, but I didn't look that good when I was 18. You know? <laughs> he has <laughs> like, to bam. Look
2: that way his whole life. Just yeah. imagine that.
1: Beth... Uh, my wife, uh, depressed the hell out of me last night. She, she sent me a picture. She goes, look how young we were. I would, I, I think I was at a, believe it or not, like when I first met Beth, we used to go out all the time. It was fun for us to go out. You know, uh, I put a stop to that pretty soon, uh, once we started. Why, why it work.
2: was so much fun, Howard? Why would you stop?
1: Well, you know, we used to go, I don't know, but anyway, that's not the point of the story. <laughs> we, th- she sent me a picture of us. I think we were at Clive Davis's, grammy party you know what i mean I what is that a fly a was fly? that a fly that What's the a fly doing it was a fly, a fly, fly. on, I a fly on your that head Fly got in here and he was big robin just had a big fly on her head the,
2: the fly was riding me like i'm a horse
1: yeah anyway um say this robin fuck you fly that's what you say and then you go away <laughs>
2: is that how you get rid of it
1: yeah um Anyway, yeah, so she sent me this picture of us. We were, you know, we were I, we were first going out. And we were at some function, all dressed up. I was wearing a suit and tie and and uh, man, did I look young. I was like, "Hey, mind you, I was in my 40s, but I looked good." You know, I was running every day. I was I went I'm not saying I was Lenny Kravitz good-looking, but I had a nice look to me. I almost looked handsome, I I want to say. And she had a I was going to say you on. enjoyed that picture, didn't you? You looked at yourself and you appreciated no. it. What? No, you I didn't? was like, "Oh <laughs> God, I was so sad." I go, oh, "Look at me now. Oh, why <laughs> me? Why me? Oh, I have you. aged horribly, horribly." Beth, I was, I was, um, I my cat Walter was on the couch with me last night, and after dinner we sit with our cats and I brush them, and Beth thought it was so charming the way I was talking to Walter and telling him how good looking he was. Walter, my cat, I told him he can definitely be in film and television. And <laughs> I, I have his head so inflated about himself. And I said, you're so good looking. You know how many girls you could get if you just, you know. I said, you're like the bread pit of cats. And I'm talking to him. And Beth loves when I sit and talk to the cats. She finds it charming. And and I'm brushing the cats. And uh, she took a impromptu picture when I wasn't looking. And she sent it to me. And I said, how dare you do this to me? <laughs> Like really pissed I was because it was oh, like no I was just like you know I was feeling good soon I mean I can't oh, believe daddy. you know when I was a young man I was ugly but now I'm heinous. <laughs>
2: Stop it.
1: Yeah. yeah it's no, right. You, you know laugh. what,
2: Howard? I look <laughs> at people's pictures. Yeah. And there's some people who don't even look. You can't tell who they were. Well, you know, because they are so changed from how they. You look like Howard Stern. Mm, great.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for the compliment. You have a way of digging a hole. I, I tell you, I, I, I'd I'd kill to be a regular ugly guy again. You know what uh, I mean, and not heinous. But uh, hey, where's uh, Captain Dennis with that fly swatter? Well, I, I don't like that. <laughs> why is he why is he not swatting that thing?
2: The fly went away.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean when when you're born and the doctor says that I look like a, I'm happy like a mongoloid. You know you're in for a rough life.
2: <laughs> you should have crawled back in right at that point.
1: <laughs> and that sh- that story should have died in the room with my mother in the hospital. But instead, the story lived as my mother, with glee my entire life, told anyone, especially some girl who might be interested in me, How would fr- the doctor said he looked like a mongoloid? I mean, and then my father healed yeah, us. I heard that. <laughs> oh, that you heard? You heard nothing else, but that you heard. Hmm. But,
2: you know, not too long ago, your mom said she, yeah, she was said it looking was handsome. something and she thought you were handsome.
1: Yeah, but my mom, let's remind people now, also forgets <laughs> to take the toothbrush out of her mouth when she brushes her teeth. <laughs> so the compliment kind of falls short. <laughs> you know. Yeah, I get she a call from to the, take the toothbrush out of her mouth? Yeah, I got a call from the nurse and she said, uh Mom's doing great today, but um I did have to remind her to take the toothbrush out of her mouth. So wow. you know, I don't so when she tells me I'm good looking now, it 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 doesn't hold a lot of weight. <laughs> My handsome son. <laughs> yeah. Mom, <laughs> say that more clear with the toothbrush out of your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's so depressing. My poor mommy. The indignity
2: of age.
1: Oof. The indignity of age. You got that right. We, we agree on that for 100%. But, uh, you know, and you start getting calls that mom forgot to take the toothbrush out of her mouth. It's, you know, I mean, we're having a, we're well, what having a laugh right here, but yeah, what do you do? <laughs>
2: <laughs> There's no cure for that.
1: Your mom's doing great. Um, I mean, we had one setback. She ate the remote control to the television. <laughs> Would you mind sending over another one? Well, my, te- you know, that's an old TV. <laughs> <sighs> wow. I can't wait to see who this is. Oh, my God. It's Captain Dennis with a fly swatter at Robin's house.
3: Ah! ye scar me! Prepare to be run through for bothering me, Lady Quivers, while she's broadcasting!
4: <laughs>
3: yeah, take care of
1: the Lady Quivers, Captain Dennis.
0: Hard! Ye fly must have come aboard the S.S. Dennis. I'll
5: swap that oh, just swat that sucker like swat the, the man. Do
1: your job. <laughs> yeah, but... uh. Oh yeah, I'm not that good looking. I, you know, jeez, it's, it's such you a curse.
2: are you have you're very handsome. I don't know Thank how you. many people have to say it.
1: More, more people.
2: Oh, I mean, because every woman who comes in here, all these beautiful actresses, they love your looks.
1: Hmm. Yeah, like that one who told me I was slapped a yarmulke. In her. she was one person <laughs> she's the only honest one <laughs> you're uh, terrible <laughs> hey you look like you were slapped in yarmulke <laughs> mm, thanks yeah my mom uh i get so depressed you know it's that's not the woman i remember you know i mean no you know she poor 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 mommy she's Yeah, your mom's doing well. Um, I mean, she's currently chewing on her foot, but I don't have no reason for concern. Probably just cutting her toenails. Um, Yeah. You know, I'm thinking maybe before the show that I should have the staff come in here one by one and tell me how handsome I am. You know what I mean? Yes. I mean, I'll pay them to do that, of course.
2: Let them do for you what you did for Walter.
1: Right. Yeah, stroke me and tell me that, you know, I'm the most <laughs> handsome boy. I tell Walter he's like Brad Pitt of Cats. <laughs> um, yeah, I've been thinking a lot about Cher lately. You know what? what got me? I was going to bed and I'm watching a documentary on Hulu. It's called The Wrecking Crew. The Wrecking Crew were a group of musicians who back in the 60s, 70s, they were studio musicians, Glenn Campbell being one of them. He was a very good guitar player. These guys were hired to basically come in. They played almost on every album we listened to in the 60s and 70s. We thought, you know, like uh, the Beach Boys. Brian Wilson hired the wrecking crew. The actual Beach Boys didn't play on the albums. When they went out on tour, they learned the songs. The um, Because a lot of bands were kids... Who really didn't understand how to work in a studio? A studio is very different. Leslie West once described to me, "Studio, whole different, uh, uh, you know, can of worms." It's uh, you got to be in a certain tuning. You got it. There's a lot you have to know. And so, there's this great documentary on Hulu. I mean, it goes deep into the uh, into the weeds, but it's this group of guys and a woman, uh, something K, Carol K, or something like that. She was the bass player, fabulous bass yeah. player. And she uh, was part of the wrecking crew. They'd come in and they would just play on every, they played on Sonny and Cher, the association, the union, any, all different genres of music. didn't matter. These guys were accomplished studio musicians and they became very successful. Uh, They played on all the Phil Spector wall of sound records. They were the wall of sound essentially. And they were hired because it's expensive to be in a a recording studio, cost, you know, hundreds of dollars an hour. So they'd hire right, they hire these guys. Come
2: in and knock it out. Knock
1: it out. But w- the one of the drummers was saying in the wrecking crew that uh, in in two days they recorded an entire album, and they were the backing band on uh, hit records by Frank Sinatra, Elvis Presley. Uh, you know they got no royalties because they were just brought in as day players, but they were so good they would go from session to session to session. Um. And these guys are basically, you don't even know, like, I learned that the, the drummer guy who they interviewed was Hal Blaine. I don't know Hal Blaine, but Hal Blaine right, was probably the, the name before. Yeah. But they were showing the recording session on, like, I got you, babe. And um, the beat goes on, you know, boom, 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 The beat goes on. Yeah, that, that's the woman uh, bass player. The beat goes on. Meanwhile, Sonny Bono wrote all these songs. He was like a real talent. You know, he was kind of a joke in a sense because he did the Sonny and Cher show and they treated him like he was a buffoon. The fucking guy was a brilliant musician. And Cher, uh, Cher Cher was interviewed about this wrecking crew. She said, I was a kid. I was like 16. I didn't even know who these guys were. They were very intimidating because not only were they talented, not but they all knew each other. So you felt like an right. outsider even, you know. And you didn't want to embarrass yourself in front of this group of great musicians. And she was talking, and I'm sitting and watching her talk about the beat goes on. And um, I was like, yeah, of course she should be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. She should have been in all along. I mean, you know how many records Sonny and Cher sold? And then, of course, she had a solo career. I mean, sure, she's not Led Zeppelin, but... She was in rock and roll. And And she influenced
2: influenced a lot of what goes on today.
1: Well, now she's pissed off at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame because she's like, oh, so now you want to honor me. You've been ignoring me for a thousand years. So I think she's like, fuck you guys. I don't even know that I would go.
2: Yeah, she's already said uh, before she was nominated, she said, don't bother. I wouldn't come. Fuck you.
1: Yeah, she's a pretty cool chick. I wish she didn't hate me so much. Uh, But she does. You know,
2: if you met her, she wouldn't hate
1: you. Yeah, she'd see how handsome I am, and then she'd really <laughs> dig me. But
2: You know, some
6: of those guys that you were just talking about, like how Blaine, you know, he came up with that beat
1: to be my baby. do do doot. Right there in the studio, yeah, like none of that so, stuff was written out. And that woman, Carol Kay, came up with the bass part on the beat goes on. I learned,
7: yeah, right on they the were spot.
1: Unbelievable. Boom, 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 boom. Which she
6: was an yes. old jazz player, so that's you know she was taking those jazz influences. Those guys would all play in the L.A. jazz clubs at night and then make their money during the day in the studio. So,
1: who are you again? Me? Yeah. Who are you again? I, I forget. You work here?
8: I'm your producer, Derek Jones. Yeah. I used to uh you know Derek Jones
1: Robin singing. Yeah,
2: yeah. I, don't DJ even know Jones. Who I didn't know nobody you nobody knows Derek Jones. He's behind it all.
1: Suddenly <laughs> Derek Jones is in our life. Well, we'll go produce something for Christ's sakes.
2: All right. See you later. I'm, Thanks. De-
1: I'm busting your balls, Derek. Go ahead. Oh, it's good to see you. Shit, I called security. I saw him this morning. I went- <laughs> Some, we, we have an invaded. We've been
2: invaded.
1: Yeah. From your producer. <laughs> He's a very talented kid, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, he is. You know that. Listen. He,
2: he I've seen to... him holding a microphone on some of the yeah. bits where, you know, we need a microphone for Richard's ass and
1: things yeah. like
2: that. No, very talented.
1: <laughs> no, Robin, uh, Robin set him straight early on. he tried to work with her she she gave it to him good but anyway so it's a good documentary on hulu called the wrecking crew they were on good vibrations be my baby mr tambourine man oh you've lost that love and feeling by the uh, righteous brothers i'm just showing you how versatile they were hey gary i thought you were a producer why do we need him we we hired him to do your job, I guess.
9: Howard, we're right. so big now, we have many producers. Really? So many. We have segment producers and line producers. We have producers coming out our ears.
2: And what are you? Mm.
9: Uh, yeah, producer. what are you? I mean, I'm senior producer. Senior producer. Ah, senior
1: producer. I didn't know we were speaking Spanish. Oh, my. Yeah.
2: He's in charge of the Spanish division.
1: I think we had, Gary hire a bunch of, we had to hire Derek to do uh, Gary's job.
2: <laughs> well, Gary's sleeping.
1: <laughs> Gary's sleeping on the job. <laughs> Listen, he put in his ears. Oh, God. Anyway, uh, so, yeah, so it was pretty cool. I was uh, watching that last night, the wrecking crew. And I saw Cher come on, and I went, oh, God, that chick, man. Truth is, I would like to have had sex with Cher. You know, made love to her. I mean, would it have been that,
2: sex or love?
1: What, what which would which uh, have Probably be? would have gone right to love on my part. <laughs> 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 but I'm backing her for Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, even if she doesn't show up. She deserves it.
2: All right, let's have a bet. If they vote her in, will she mm-hmm. show up? Yes. All right. I
1: think so, too. Yeah. We don't have a yeah, bet. Yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah, it's you, it, you know... It's like Dolly Parton was like, I don't want to be in the rock and roll. I'm not
2: accepted. And then
1: then they show up. (laughs) You know, very few people don't show up. Yeah. You know. Hey, uh, speaking of rock and roll, I was reading this. Yeah, and by the way, Cher is the only solo artist to have number one hits across seven decades. I did uh, read that the other day, and I went, well, then she deserves to be in, because how many people can claim that? Seven decades. Yep, that's insane.
2: I just saw that Taylor Swift beat uh, some Beatles record.
1: I don't know what. That's one hard to believe. Well, maybe a Grammy. The Beatles got very few Grammys. The back it then wasn't in the
2: Grammys, day, it was about. Oh yeah, record. You know what? I I forget which one it was. I should have written hmm. it down. But that's anyway, what happens. Uh, Everybody beats the Beatles record.
1: Share, I be. That Sunny and share Hour, she come out in those gowns with the really flat, hard stomach and the titties. Like, they weren't big titties, but they were nice. She
2: didn't have titties, yeah.
1: No, she had enough titty for me. I'm not a big titty guy, quite those frankly. Those
2: were bee stings.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm all about that. I think that's hot when a chick takes off her clothes and she's got little bee stings. <laughs> I love it. I think that's hot. She had. I the thought it was body. hot too,
2: and I wound up yeah. like
1: this. <laughs> well, look, you have a special beauty too. I mean, you go the other way. You got Ugh. big, full tits, which is so feminine. I mean, you're ridiculously feminine. You have <laughs> too much. You're like that's right. You have you have thirty share tits on your... On uh,
2: your... I I took all the shares <laughs> and a bunch of other yeah. people.
1: You're not kidding. You need these big tits, right? What? Well, uh yes, Rob. Oh, here goes Robin. As soon as I say titties, she starts in.
4: Titties.
1: I know titties. Okay. Titties. I would love to make a movie where, like, like your tits eat Cher's tits. Like they get into a fight, and they and your tits just like like bully her tits.
2: 38 Gs. 38 times a week. Full on titty. I jerk off to cans. I thought I was something and then somebody told me your tit belongs this size. It's raining tits.
1: By the way, thank God you revealed that you have uh, 38 Gs now that you, you know, your titty size changed. All of a sudden, it's reinvigorated the Robin Titty song uh, market. Wow. I mean, everyone is sending in. Uh, we got one. uh, uh This is 38G, uh, r- r- I Got Wood, to uh, James Brown's I Feel Good in from Jimmy C <laughs> just last 38
2: night. 38G. I am a 38G. some big titties. My tits belong this side. Robin's a 38G. 30 38G. She's got some big titties. Jizz on my tits. Those boobies, I get wood. I thought I was something, <laughs> and then somebody told me about this bra shop. They would size you. Wow,
3: I'm a fan of those cans. <laughs>
1: well, I'm telling you, Robin, it's uh, I'm gonna, <laughs> I vow avalanche. to play them. It's an avalanche. Everyone's so excited about you <laughs> and your and your good news. Well, there you go. Um, yeah, this as long as I'm talking a little about music. Oh, I should mention this. Now I was on the Daily Mail yesterday, and someone told me they wrote about this in the New York Post too. They, they cured AIDS. Now listen to this. Did you see this what
2: article? You, what are you talking about?
1: Yeah, they cured AIDS. There's a dude in Australia who had uh, HIV AIDS. I, you know, I you know, I don't know what the right term is. Whether he had he had AIDS. And well, uh, it
2: was yeah, HIV is the disease.
1: Yeah. Anyway. Listen, I'm no doctor. I just pretend to be one but they according to this article, the guy not only had HIV but he as a result of having HIV he had blood cancer you know mm. there's sometimes this kind of stuff develops. they gave him whatever they gave him this treatment he's he no longer has AIDS and he no longer has blood cancer. It's a cure for both.
2: Can they cure everybody or just this guy?
1: Uh, well, how do i know i don't know this guy was ju- i mean i guess you know they they took him and they used him as an experiment and it worked i i, I it's funny I, I i i told fred the news and he says he's not going to use condoms anymore i said fred just wait i don't know if it works on everyone i mean uh for god's sake So I I was very excited about this. It's wonderful, wonderful news. I mean, they say that there's a cure. I don't know if it's going to work for everyone. I don't know.
2: Yeah, you can't tell everyone to stop
1: using their condoms. Right. I I mean, just hold hold on. Hold on a minute. (laughs) Oh, my God. It's Gene Simmons
0: of Kiss. Oh, that's right. Hi, Howard. It's Gene Simmons from Kiss. Yeah. (laughs) You know. You know, I used to date Cher. You oh, couldn't handle her. I, I, you don't think? I, you don't think I could handle Cher? She fucked me so hard, I wrote the song Beth. Do you know what that takes? Well, look, what am? What, what, what are you saying? I don't even understand it. I'm saying, saying that Ch- Cher is the hottest piece of ass. I thought I was hot shit. She made me call her daddy. She'd make me go seven times a night. <laughs> by the end, I was coming dust.
1: Wow. Well, you're probably right. I did, I, I, I can't handle anyone, Gene, so uh, we know Her that. V- a, lot, a lot of women were very upset with my performance.
0: Her <laughs> vagina had a kung fu grip like G.I. Joe. You ever had your wow. cock
1: just ripped off by Cher? <laughs> I have. I'll tell you the truth. I love talking about sex with you. You're a very honest guy. I love it. I love it, Gene. Thank you. I really yeah, do. Yeah, I've had
0: I've had sex with over thirty seven thousand groupies. The pictures are at kissonline.com. But none of them could compare to Cher. She was the best. Those pictures are available for Diamond Club members right now. Go to KissOnline.com I, 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 and yeah. click on my cod piece. Uh.
1: All right. Thank you. All right. (laughs) I forgot Jean went out with... uh,
2: I forgot it, too.
1: uh, But your share forgot it, too. (laughs) Yeah, I had something for her, man. I mean, I had nothing for her, but I mean, I had a thing for her. (laughs) She definitely was my type. Then again, anyone with a pulse was my type. Hey, um, so anyway, in, in other music news, I was just going to say this. I thought this was sort of interesting to talk about. Um, Rolling Stone magazine is reporting that Rage Against the Machine bass player Tim Comerford, uh was interviewed about the recent news that the band was breaking up after drummer Brad Wilk said they were through with live touring and playing. And this guy, Tim, the, the the bass player in Rage Against the Machine, filed this under, they don't tell the bass player shit. He goes, quote, I don't know about Rage Against the Machine. I don't get involved in that. I'm the bass player. I just wait for someone to tell me what to do. Brad said what he said, but he's one step above me. He's in the number three spot. I'm the low man on the totem pole. Really? That's all I can tell you. Yeah, I'm the bass player. The bass player always are the last people to find out about shit like that. Now, this got me thinking. I always thought the drummer was the low man on the totem pole. That's I didn't what know
2: I was going to say. How did he get to be number four when the drummer's supposed to be number
1: four? You know, I got to remember the next time I interview a band, you know, do all bands have a pecking order or number, one? in other words, like you get that feeling with the Beatles that it was, you know, John was number one, Paul number two, number three was George, and number four was Ringo, you know. And And that's how we thought it went. (laughs) Yeah, but I guess if the bass player is also a songwriter, they get up the pecking order in a band. You know, I guess that's how it works.
2: Yeah, but I think in Metallica, Lars is, I can't tell which number Lars is.
1: Lars is number two to James number one. And Lars might even be number one. Lars might even be number one. That's what I'm saying. Sometimes I think
2: he's number one.
1: Yeah, so I think each band has a pecking order that we don't know about. But according to this interview, the bass player in Rage Against the Machine is low man on the totem pole.
2: Bass player knows fuck all. <laughs> he never fuck gets- all.
1: <laughs> yeah. Wow. So I guess he's kind of like the Fred of the band, you know, lowest guy on the. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, Sharon Stone is she still around? She is alive, Howard. I don't know what you mean by around. I thought maybe she was gone. I read a thing last (laughs) night. It was depressing as fuck. The average age of the American, you know, American citizen is 76. They live to 76. That's the average. So obviously some people live older and some people go younger. But 76 is when a lot of people check out, if you've noticed.
2: Well, I have, you know, we've had a few people die recently, and they were all seventy-six.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the magic number. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Sharon Stone says it's expensive to be famous, and a lot of people gave her shit because, you know, who wants to hear a, a wealthy actress talk about how expensive it is? But here's what she said: she was being interviewed by InStyle magazine. And she was talking about the financial cost of fame. She goes, you got to pay fees for security, publicists, makeup artists, and managers. Well, that's true. I got a lot of friends in show business. You got to have a whole staff. Yeah. They're giving away 35% of their income. And I was always like, I guess I'm not in show business. I ain't giving 35% of my income (laughs) away. I, I fuck show business. I'm in radio. That's hardly show business. Fees for security, publicists, makeup artists, and managers to picking up every check. She goes, you go out to dinner, and there's 15 people at the table. And who gets the check? You do. You get the $3,000 dinner check every single time. So I guess people are, uh, you know, really perturbed by this comment because, you know, listen, Ooh, you're lucky you got that kind of dough. That's what they're saying, but I know what she means. When I go to dinner, yours truly picks up every, I, I was telling some people this morning about this. I, years ago, I got invited to dinner by a bona fide billionaire. When I say billionaire, I don't even mean this guy's got one billion. He's probably got maybe two, three billion. Billion. Don't even ask me how this dinner came about, because I don't go anywhere. But the guy for years had been after me. You got to come to dinner. You got to come to dinner. And he was always telling me he has tons of celebrity friends and stuff. And, you know, that, in other words, it would be good for me to be friends with him, too, because he's safe. You know, every, all the celebrities love him. You know? Right, right. And I was like, there's no fucking way I'm going to dinner. I'm like, But the guy wore me down. You know. Guy wore me down, so my wife and I went to dinner with his wife and him. And he invited me to dinner, and we had a beautiful dinner. But the whole dinner, the dude's talking about—he knows this celebrity, knows that celebrity, this celebrity, that celebrity. And I'm like, well, you know, this ain't the greatest conversation, but hey, eh, at least he's picking up the tab. He invited me to dinner for right. years. He's supposed years. to pick up the tab. Supposed to? Yeah, don't invite me to dinner and say, "Hey, I want to take you to dinner." Well, I'm sitting there, and he's going on and on and on. And I go, I'm going to get the fuck out of here (laughs) because he ain't getting the check. I don't know what's going on, but I'm steaming inside. I'm like, I'm not picking up this fucking check. It's the principle of the thing. (laughs) Well, the night's going on and on, and you know me. I want to get to bed. It's enough of you. I don't care if you're the most interesting human being on the planet. It's ridiculous. Finally, I go to the waiter. Uh Can I have the check, please? Oh, that's the I mean, faux pas. I'm sitting there forever. What? That's the faux pas. You asked for no, the well, check. No, uh, yeah. Now He's supposed to say, <laughs> hey, listen, Howard, at least say this. <laughs> Even if he doesn't mean, at least say, hey, wait a second, Howard. I invited you to dinner. I've already arranged. It's all paid for. That's what you do. That's a classy thing to do. I took someone to dinner recently. I already had it all set up. It was paid to tip everything. You know, I go, hey, c- can we get the check? I, you know, oh, and a couple of times I said, well, I got to get going. Got to get going. Blah, blah, blah. Nothing. I nothing, just kept talking about who he knew. Then uh, so I go, c- can we get the check? So I'm waiting for him to go, hey, they bring the check over. They put it down in front of me. Uh, and he I'm doesn't
2: like, do a thing.
1: I reached in my wallet. I got out the credit card. Doesn't do a thing. I left that dinner. I said to my wife, "Never again with this fucking guy." (laughs) Not not only was it boring, but I I said, "Why is he inviting me to dinner and he doesn't pay?"
2: He bored you, and you had to pay for it.
1: That's his move. He exhausted me into pain. (laughs) I'm sorry. That's That's fucking wrong.
2: Billionaire.
1: That's how he became a billionaire. He never spent a dime. He's busy inviting <laughs> people to dinner and waiting for. He just waits him out. I would have sat there till Tisha above. Unbelievable! <laughs> <laughs> Crazy, Nancy. You're on the air. Hello, hello, oh,
10: Howard and Robin. Hi, hi. I'm, hi. I'm a hi. nervous wreck.
1: I'm a nervous. Don't be wreck. so nervous. I'm- I'll tell you what. Oh. Take a breath. You know why? I'm trying. All the years I'm on the radio. Sometimes I would call into radio shows, and I would get so nervous. It's some about being put on the radio.
10: No, it's about talking to you. I love you. i mm. a long time, first time. Thank you. And i i I needed to ask you about Alex Van Halen is putting out a book called Brothers. Do you think you'll be able to interview him on your show? Oh,
1: I would I think love that to. Would
10: be. Oh,
1: is that? Alex Van Halen's coming out with a book, huh?
10: Yes. Yes. It's going to be called Brothers, and I think it's coming out in October. And, well, Alex Van Halen.
1: Alex, if you are listening to this broadcast, which you're probably not, but if you are, I want you. I would like to interview you. I think it would be fascinating because, now, again, I don't know how I got to read the book. I hope he's like really just kind of laying his life out there. But, uh yeah, I'd love to interview Alex Van Halen.
10: Apparently, He's kinda...
1: it's 300 pages long. That's what I read. Uh-oh. Oh, wow. I mean, he didn't beat Barbara Streisand. She had, like, 700 pages. But, uh, yeah, I would love, I mean, Van Halen is, you know, not only are they a, a sexy group, some of the best music, but uh-huh. also the intrigue and the recording and... There's a million things to talk about. Ah, the book will be out on October twenty second, my mom's birthday, twenty twenty four, three hundred eighty-four oh, uh, pages. I look forward to that. I wish I wish I could um, get a copy of that right now.
10: Don't get Baba Bowie on it to get him on your show, because that would be a monumental interview.
1: Both we're working on it, but it's very <laughs> difficult. Stay tuned. <clears throat> Go ahead, Gary. Can I, could I <clears throat> say one other throat> throat>
10: throat> thing, Howard?
1: Well, let's get the report from Gary, Nancy. Go uh, ahead, Gary.
9: Oh, okay. So we're, so our crack team is aware of this. We were just talking about it in a meeting <clears throat> yesterday. We're trying to get an advanced copy of the book and we're working on it.
1: I hope <clears throat> uh, Derek's involved, but I need my top producers <laughs>
4: on this one, huh?
1: <laughs> <laughs> How many producers are on this one? You know, everyone here is a producer. Is, who is, who's like a regular person that works Everyone I talk to on my staff. They say, oh, I'm a producer. I don't think there's one person who doesn't have a producing title.
9: Derek's a producer. Derek is uh, a producer. Mehmet, I he doesn't like even a know deal.
2: he's guessing about Mehmet. I,
1: I'm
9: right. guessing, I guess he's if like a, you're field a producer. You're producer. Though, why
1: don't you know the other producers? It's like Jews, when they walk in the room, I mean, they know it's another Jew. You know what I'm saying? A lot,
9: <laughs> a, a, there's a lot of titles going on here, but like yeah. we also have writers, just writers, which is not oh. just. But we have writers on our show that are not producers.
1: Here, I just got to know Mehmet is a writer producer. You yes. can't find ah. someone who doesn't. <laughs> I'm the only one who's not a producer.
2: Mehmet has two hats. You know. Oh, you look have
1: at this. See which hat he's wearing. Gary, you don't even know. This. Derek is a senior producer. I didn't even know he had that.
10: Oh. Wow.
1: <clears throat> These are all, uh, guys who barely went to college. They were suddenly senior <laughs> producer. This is some show. You can't find Does someone he go on out this and show.
2: Say, I'm senior producer. <laughs>
9: you can't find anyone on here who's even a junior producer. <laughs> I don't think we. I don't think we have that title. I don't think that we. I do wow. think we have the title junior producer. But anyway, yes, we're I got a title the, yeah. for
1: Sal. Sal should be a dick cheese producer because of all the <laughs> shmega juice in his penis.
10: <laughs> Howard, can I yes. say something else while I'm Are we getting you?
1: Alex Van Halen? Please, okay, thank you, yes. Nancy, for that. Yes,
10: uh, your gym memories brought up my gym memories. Because they made us take showers in this big shower room with no towels, and I was so modest; mm. it was it just awful.
1: It was that's hot when it's girls. Awful. I mean, well, if oh, I was yeah. a girl, I wouldn't mind showering in front of the other gals because you guys are lucky; you have a vagina. But you know, I guess maybe your titties. So you-, you
2: know, uh, yeah, you know, there's all kinds of things women get judged on. And oh, so, yeah. yeah, you don't want to take off your clothes in front of, you know, the girl with all the oh. curves in the right place. And in my school, we had that long thing and some of the girls would just run through the center and not get wet. And so then they posted one of the gym teachers at the end of the shower and you couldn't get a towel unless she saw that you were wet
1: right. all the yeah, way right. up. Mm-hmm. Oh, I need that I had
2: i had to get a robin doctor. you were I not embarrassed
1: a... you were not embarrassed in the show you had the yes big, i full was breasts. what are you talking you, about oh, These you crazy you were
2: bigger than anybody's head oh,
1: oh my god the <laughs> girls must have been so jealous show off how robin's how like, how like how yeah let's go to the shower thing. and see what a real woman looks oh. like
2: no you don't remember one night we were in vegas i think and and the stripper was sitting next to me and she looked at me and she said your, your tit is bigger than my head. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. What about it? Yeah. Try being a real girl. I should have, you should have let that, let me talk to that stripper. Um, all right, Nancy, uh, thank you. Uh, thank you for the nice Thank you.
10: I love you. For, thank you so much. You.
1: Nancy Love from you. New York. Bye-bye. Love you. Okay. Nancy. Everyone loves Nancy. There's a name you don't hear. Nobody names their kid Nancy anymore.
2: I know. Names go out of style. And all of a sudden, you know, if you're Nancy, you're 80 years old.
1: Yeah. Um, So, yeah. So, Rage Against the Machine, the bass player, he says, I'm low man on the totem pole. I don't know what's going on. Sharon Stone, she's whining about she got, uh, you know, Sharon Stone.
2: I think she's. She, uh, she doesn't also, like me.
1: What? She what? doesn't like me. You know the famous story. Yeah. When I, I was do. on Letterman, she didn't want to be on the show with me. And, and I was like, hey, fuck you. I'm going on first anyway. You sit and wait for me to be done talking to David Letterman. Don't think you're all hot. Don't think you're such a big deal, Sharon. Uh, you know, you but can I bitch and moan. I think
2: Sharon suffers from having too many, maybe, yeah, one or too
1: many divorces too. Hmm. Yeah. Right. I won't say any more about it. Um, I This got me very upset. Uh, longtime Sirius DJ, Human Newman. Human Newman is no longer at Sirius XM. I, I protest this. What? I want him here. You know, it's a funny thing. People say, I didn't know you were such a Human Newman fan. And I go, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't even think I've ever heard the gentleman on the radio, and I don't even think I've met him, but Jesus. No, that, didn't uh,
2: we have him in when he was nominated for the Radio Hall of Fame and he really wanted to get in? And no, so he had that, him on.
1: No, I think we, that was Derek the producer we had on, not human. <laughs> that <Newman>.
9: wasn't human <laughs> Newman, Robin. That Who wasn't Human was Oh God, I can't remember the guy's name now. He did get in and we did help him. What uh, what Kid I, Kelly. my point is,
1: can tell you, human oh. Newman, I just love the name Human Newman. And I like that he worked at SiriusXM. I knew the name because he was one of the DJs, top 40 DJs at Z100 in New York. And then he came over to Sirius XM. And I liked the idea that Human Newman worked <laughs> at Sirius XM. But evidently, there was a layoff and Human Newman is gone.
2: Oh, dear.
1: The Ramp Radio and Music Professionals Industry newla- Newsletter. Why don't I have that? I'm in the fucking industry. Everyone treats me like I'm not on the radio. Ramp, radio and music professional industry newsletter. Who ever heard of this? I wouldn't get that. I would like to read what's going on in my industry. Well, evidently, this uh, Ramp publication is reporting on human Newman's departure. They say during human Newman's two-decade run, The company SiriusXM went from less than 200,000 subscribers, listen to this, Robin, to 34 million. Human Newman. Now, I didn't know that Human Newman uh, was responsible for us growing from (laughs) 200,000 subscribers to 34 million. Isn't that something? uh,
2: That's amazing.
1: I wouldn't be so quick to get rid of Human Newman.
2: How could you if he's that important?
1: Well, I don't think we should give all the credit to Human Newman for <laughs> serious, you know, getting all those subscribers. I, I'd like to mention some other people like Ari from the Fish Channel <laughs> and uh, Jose from Liquid Metal. I mean... uh There's been a, I'd say those three are responsible for the millions of people Right, it wasn't all on Human Newman's shoulders. He had Yeah, I remember. Human Newman came to this company, and then there was a merger. He forced a merger (laughs) between Sirius and XM.
2: That's right. There used to be two satellite
1: companies. Yeah, now there's one. And Human Newman. (laughs) And let's mention, uh. Thom, the engineer, also was a big part of that. That's right. You
2: have to have engineering. We learned that from another general manager.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I mean, so it's very important. This is shocking news. That human Newman, who went from 200,000 subscribers to 34 million, is out. Well, I hope Madison is still with us.
2: I know. What's going on? Yeah.
1: Anyway, uh, and I love Human Newman because uh, now I'm going to do a a, a little retrospective of some of his best work.
5: Z100 today's best music. Human Newman. Yeah, what a weekend it's been. We've had Scott Chan and Ross Britton, Claire Stevens, Gary Bryan, John Lander, Captain Kevin, Mr. Leonard, Jonathan V. Bell. We've even got Jack Murphy from the Z Morning Zoo calling us. So we're ah. telling us some stories about the old days. Right after Poison on Z100.
1: Nice. A little dead air. No, not to, I'm not going to critique a guy who is responsible for that many subscribers, but, uh, I heard a little bit of space there on the talk up, but, uh, very nice job. Human Newman, a uh, little more Human Newman. C100, flashback from
5: the past, 89, Martika. Understand she works at the CVS out on Long Island now. And the camera photo. ooh. ooh.
1: Oddly, you know, ironically, Human Newman, Newman is now at the CVS uh, working.
2: I was going to say what kind of a thing is this? She's at the CVS now.
1: Well, a lot of our staff is upset. They say he's a terrific guy to chat with by the vending machines. They uh he was there hanging out at the Sirius XM vending machines and they're going to miss him and I'm going to miss him. I don't I don't like this.
2: You missed him completely.
1: <laughs> yeah, but you didn't
2: even know he was here.
1: But I'm a fan. I'm a fan because <laughs> a top 40 radio. Now Coming at you, uh, Hugh and Newman. We've got, uh, Scott Shannon coming up and, uh, very other uh, John Lander and, uh,
5: it's Puff Daddy. Z100. Puff Daddy. So we had the best tortilla chips. Mr. Leonard sums it our best. Great tortillas, great DJs. We'll see you again, I guess, in five or ten years. c 100 will be here. Buck, he's good.
1: I have no idea what he's talking
3: about. The following is a public service announcement from Z100. If you're using an Olympus brand condom, sorry about that. It's been recalled. Take it off and send it to Z100. P.O. Box 7100, New York, New York.
1: Yeah, that's what you want to do. Encourage people to uh, send used condoms to the station. I, I think they'll, they'll do it. Well, uh this is not without well, I'm controversy. Sorry to hear I am too. That I don't like it.
2: Newman is gone.
1: Well, I heard the uh, Newman heads, which is his fans uh, are out in front of our building protesting for what it's worth. And anyway, I don't like that he's gone. I and I'm being very serious about that. Well,
2: don't we have to worry about our future now because he brought in 34 million people.
1: All right, Robin, enough of your sarcasm. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Depressing uh, measles are on the rise. Why? Because the anti-science dummies in our country are letting a disease that we eradicated from the planet make a comeback. I have to mention this. I'm so disturbed by what is going on in America. Measles were gone. That's it. Over. And, you know, you say, what happened to our country? Well, you know, a lot of it is this Russia disinformation they put out on the Internet. They love chaos. They love to see chaos. And these dummies are falling for it. They're afraid to get vaccinated. So measles on the rise and experts blame declining vaccination levels. As the reason here, I'll play a clip from uh, CBS Evening News. The
11: CDC reports there have been 35 recent cases of measles across 15 states. Today, Michigan reported an additional case bringing the number to 16. The disease was declared eliminated from the U.S. in 2000. But vaccination rates have since fallen below the 95% needed to
1: achieve
5: Look herd immunity.
1: Unbelievable. 35 cases of measles across 16 states. A lot of it in Florida, especially bad in Florida, which is experiencing the largest outbreak of measles in the country. To make it even worse, Florida's Surgeon General is allowing children with measles to still go to school. He says it's up to the parents, not the CDC, to make those decisions. Wow. Woo! That's the guy, I think, who is against the vaccine, too. CDC label. The CDC labels measles as very contagious and recommends that unvaccinated children exposed to measles be isolated for three weeks. Well, thank God they, they are uh, banning books and drag queens reading books to kids because that's a much bigger threat to children than measles and polio, which is uh, unbelievable. So I don't know what's going on. I mean, I do know. Oh, yes, you do. You do know what's going on. Yeah.
2: Not hard to figure out.
1: Yeah. And some dude is going to jail who uh, in Canada over, uh, oh, this is crazy. I don't know about this story. A man in Toronto was convicted of assault for tricking Canadian men into thinking he was a woman named Angela and inviting them to come to her house for a glory hole experience through a sheet hanging in a doorway. Oh, boy. He was, he was discovered when the second guy tore the sheet down and saw that Angela was a dude on the floor in a black wig. Angela has been sentenced to 28 months in prison so let me get this right I just want to make Uh, sure uh, I understand could
12: you
2: explain this to me because I don't understand
1: well if you got let so this guy obviously puts an ad in the paper and says hey if you want to get a blow job come over here and stick your dick through this sheet and Angela will blow you. So the oh, guy okay. walks in, he sticks his dick through a hole, which, by the way, I don't recommend putting your dick in a hole any single time. I mean, that's crazy, It was only you know. a sheet,
2: though. It wasn't like it was well, a okay.
1: construction. <laughs> All right, but still, you don't know what's on the other side. <laughs> now, by the way, so they sentenced Angela to 20. But think about this. What if it was a 15-year-old girl and you didn't do your due diligence and find out what was on the other side of that sheet. You would go to jail for st- the, Not the fifteen-year-old. The sheet I is guess. there to conceal something. You got to figure the sheet is. Con- even if it was a woman on the other side of the sheet, God knows what kind of woman is over there. Who knows? These guys. But no woman their- is
2: asking for a glory hole experience. That's a male <laughs>
1: thing. That's a male thing. <laughs> Imagine you show up to a house, there's a sheet, and they say, stick your dick through the sheet, and Angelo will blow you. I mean, you gotta be a little curious what's on the other side. I don't know. It's like, um, it's like the Wizard of Oz says, like, uh, remember when the Wizard of Oz, they, the, Toto, the, the dog exposes him and he goes, pay no attention to that man. Yeah, that uh, is over there. You know, say that pay no attention. Behind the curtain, <laughs> pay no attention to that girl behind the curtain. That's wearing a black wig. <laughs> it Has nothing to do with it. So evidently, someone called the cops on this dude. But you got to have balls to call the cops too. I mean, you're the guy going over there, sticking your dick through a sheet.
2: Did they have a trial? The Did these guys have to show up and give evidence?
1: Well, yeah, the guy's going to jail for twenty eight months. <laughs>
2: Oh, I want to be on that in that jury. I'm serious though. Like,
1: why is uh, Angela the only one responsible? What if there had been a 14 year old girl or boy on the other side of that? Shit? Was
2: there money exchanging hands?
1: I don't know. I don't know. It doesn't say here. It's really embarrassing though to call the cops and go. Listen, um, I What's went the over crime, for sir. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, let me explain to you. It's going to take a second, uh, ma'am. <laughs> I was very dissatisfied with my glory hole service. And I'm wondering what? if you guys could go. Yeah, yeah. I was wondering if you cops could go over and handle the situation. Give us more information. I went to a stranger's house to put my dick through a hole in the sheet and. Hello? Hello?
2: <laughs> I don't know what you're Son talking about. Son of a bit. About.
1: Yeah. Took 17 <laughs> calls to the police to get him go over and rest a glory hole, dude. Well, Benji used to do shit like this. Benji said to me that he'd see on Craigslist, a woman would put in the Craigslist, please come to my house. I have a rape fantasy. Yeah. And uh, he would go over. It was sad. The woman answered the door. and she, Well, actually, I think the door was left open. Benji walks in like it's a rape. And she took one look at him and told him to get out. So Benji's like, well, wait, is this part of, like, the rape fantasy, or is she really telling me to get out? And it turned out she was really telling him to get out.
2: Yeah, she was serious.
1: She didn't want to be raped by Benji. (laughs) (laughs) Hello, police. Um, Yeah, so I went over to some girl, what I thought was a girl's house, and she had a sheet hanging up, and I stuck my dick in there. And then it turns out uh, some guy blew me and you know I, i'm not gonna Isn't do something gross yeah That's yeah like crime. Yeah, yeah i'm not gay <laughs> <laughs> can't someone do something about this where is the phone call the police yeah, must have been we like need what the all fuck? The
2: evidence <laughs>
1: yeah. the poor police i don't know how you can be a policeman i mean you're busy 99 percent of the time you're trying to just be a psychiatrist or social worker
2: yeah nonsense
1: yeah well, on our phone now and exclusive, this is Angela, who is on her way to jail. I mean, his way to jail. Uh, yes, Angela.
3: This, this is all just a big misunderstanding. I just have a really floppy click. I mean, it looks just <laughs> kind of like a clown's nose. You know, it's like, a, like I said, like a clown's nose. Things all fucked right. up. Robin, right. what's up, girlfriend?
2: <laughs> Don't period right. suck. Thank you. Absolutely. You know.
1: Angela says, bring back human, Newman. Anyway, uh, the judge said the victims—they're calling the guys who stuck their dick through the glory hole victims. The judge said the this victims. This is when
2: you know men rule the world. Yeah, they're victims like if they stick their dicks in a hole.
1: Hello, police. <laughs> is this? The, are, the, are these the police? Yes. yes what is this is, is the police. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. I, you know. I thought police were men. I'm sorry. Uh, I didn't realize. Did you, Is there a male officer over there? I've got something embarrassing to tell you. I don't know if I want to confess to a, a woman, but here, okay, here's what happened. Uh So I answered an ad, Angela, blah, 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 blah. I stick my, oh, I'm so embarrassed. I stuck my penis in this hole in the sheet and I I knew something was wrong because is I, this a I, joke? Are you trying, no 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 no. We have serious
2: no. crimes we need to be covering.
1: Ma'am, Angela has balls. <laughs> <laughs> don't you laugh at me? I'm calling about a very very uh, very serious.
2: Well, I don't understand what the damage is here.
1: The damage is I felt a mustache on my cock, <laughs> and I'm not into that, and I'm not I'm not gay, okay. Right. This is false All advertising. Right. I
2: guess I'll have yeah. to send over an officer.
1: Who you, even if there was a girl, I guarantee you Dakota Johnson is never on the other side of a glory hole. I mean, think about it.
2: Right. He would have been upset at, no matter what he saw.
1: Yeah. Look, Look, officer, I was innocently fucking a hole in a sheet. <laughs> and uh, i I don't know what happened, but I felt something wet on my foot. And I realized Angela just came on my foot. and i got suspicious and i ripped down the sheet and i saw a dude blowing me and 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 i wish you police would go over because this is disgusting and 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 yeah okay i'm desperate and i'm gross (laughs) but i'm not into getting blown by guys okay Uh, you're really
2: you're really doing a service for the community we can't have that happening
1: and imagine the cop is like i'm uh, 34 years on the on the force and this is my fourth glory hole case this month, for Christ's sake. I got I mean, flat
2: feet. Yeah. <laughs> my back hurts.
1: Thank God I've I've done uh, I've done over 20 years. I'm that's it. I'm I'm throwing in the towel. I've had enough. I I want to go back and do real police work. I'm sick and tired <laughs> of arresting people with their fake glory hole schemes. Had it. Anyway, uh, I guess. Well, the guy's gonna I do. I wonder
2: how that crime is written up in the books.
1: <laughs> well, Jesus Christ, what's wrong? I'm working overtime. I got more glory hole paperwork uh, that I gotta do. This glory hole thing is out of control. Chief wants me to put a binder together of all the glory hole cases we've covered just this week. He alone. wants
2: me to go undercover and break
1: <laughs> this chain. <laughs> Undercover cop work is tough. (laughs) I'm going to get to clean out the computer today. I'm also going to tell you what the fans wrote in. A lot of people like this uh, thing we did yesterday. They loved hearing about uh, Tom Arnold, the Ah, famous movie actor.
2: The Embedded.
1: Uh, A lot of listeners feel closer to Tom Arnold after hearing clips of Mamet's 24-hour Embedded with him. Howard, I, I love he- his
2: life has changed now that, you know.
1: It's funny. Now, all the acting roles are rolling in now because <laughs> of being on this. I loved hearing Tom's Embedded today. That dude has zero ego, which as a celebrity is no easy feat. That's true. He really is uh, sort of delightful that way. Howard, I find Tom Arnold highly entertaining. But it's got to be tough living next door to the guy. 24 <laughs> Christmas trees is a bit excessive. And when he was on the elliptical machine, it sounded like he was on the tarmac of Teterboro. Yeah. Howard, Tom's assistant is pretty hilarious. Quote, we have no napkins. It's worse than Hamas. It's a great line. (laughs) Mehmet's segment on Tom Arnold was uh, so funny, Howard. That's the where are they now segment I never knew I needed. So uh, thank you for all those comments. Got a couple other clips here. This is funny. Wolfie followed up with Tom about his day with Mamet. Oh. Think about that. Mamet went and covered Tom Arnold. And then Wolfie called Tom Arnold to find out how he enjoyed the interview with Mamet.
2: Is there something going on between those two, Mamet and Wolfie? Yeah.
1: <laughs> Mamet and Wolfie, are uh, they're in competition with one another.
2: I see. Because
1: they both do interviews. And Mamet um, claims that Wolfie's job is easy. <laughs> So, uh, I don't know. They're having, there's a whole bunch of that going on. Every, I, by the way, I, you know, I got to look into the structure of how we run this business. It seems like everybody's a producer. I'll bet you JD isn't a producer. JD, do you have a producer title? There's got to be someone here who isn't a producer.
2: Who isn't a producer? Cause there's got to be somebody that they're telling what to do, right?
6: <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> I am a senior media producer
1: so <laughs>
4: <laughs>
1: really huh? yeah and who's yeah. under you like do you have a, a department that works
6: under you no i mean where i work under a department itself uh there's an audio sort of department that deals with audio so uh.
1: <laughs> you're in the what do you mean you're in the audio department
2: the division oh, well,
1: yeah. audio yeah, how many you know. divisions? I want to know what's going on on my own show because I don't know how many divisions do we have.
6: Oh, well, I'm sure there's like a guest division. There's a right. uh, you know, wow. uh, I'm sure research division. <laughs> uh, you know, writing division. There's you know all sorts of divisions. <laughs> Why am I working so hard if I have all these
1: divisions? <laughs> well, that I can't tell you. I don't know. I don't know what you're doing over there. You're a you're a what? A, what are you, senior, senior media, senior producer? media producer? Wow. Yes. Wow, you have really risen up the ranks for someone you know so limited. I mean, unbelievable! Oh, no, How'd you I get think? that you. job? How'd you get that <laughs> job? A well, lot of
6: people, lots and lots there. of uh, things.
9: <laughs> Howard, <laughs> go ahead, Gare. We just we just put up a poll. You know, are you a producer? Uh, nine people responded. Eight of them are producers. Wow. <laughs> are there
1: any like? Re- I'm curious. Are there any regular people? I would have sworn JD would be like a regular employee. Like he'd have no title. No title. <laughs> like, is there a junior? Is there such a thing as a junior media producer? I don't know. We, we all
6: we all sort of uh, work in tandem with each other. And uh, who's we? Yeah. You? What do you mean?
1: All the, the senior the audio producers. Team, the audio team. The audio team. And when you walk in on the audio team, are you the highest ranking executive I'm there? Not. I'm not. I answer to higher people than myself. Really?
2: What are their titles? King.
1: Yeah, I mean, in Uh-oh. the audio, you mean in the audio department? When you guys meet, I assume you sure. meet. Yeah. How many dudes walk in the room? Well, there's ladies as well. Uh,
6: right. There's Understood. probably about. Uh, let's see. Well. See, <laughs> there's a I, I I'll just go with our our own little sort of group. Uh Let's see.
1: Uh, 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 <laughs> there's about six people.
2: <laughs> six I don't people. their names out on
1: there. So there's six people. Don't give their names. I'm not interested <laughs> in anyone's
2: names. I yeah, just yeah, love it, the it, way you count.
1: <laughs>
2: hey,
1: it's better than counting on your fingers. <laughs> I, I was doing both. <laughs> JD, so you walk in as the senior media producer, right? I mean, that's a pretty heavy title. You're Are you running me, the meeting. I am not running the media. Oh
6: well, uh, there, there, the, 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 there's sort of two <laughs> audio meetings.
1: <laughs> what a, what a, what an organization I have! The senior uh, media producer can barely function. Well, <laughs> let, uh, let maybe see, maybe that's How?
6: why I don't lead
4: why? the audio team. <laughs> uh, Sick. <sixth.
0: laughs> <laughs> there's,
6: there's two, there's two audio sort of team <laughs> meetings. There's one with the smaller. group. Group that I don't really run, and then there's another with a bigger group that includes Will and uh, other writers that me and someone
1: else help run. So, All right, but in the audio department, I would yes. think you're the highest ranking official there because right. senior media producer would. It seems to me there can be no higher than. Se- I mean, senior well, media producer.
6: Uh, you know, there's th- th- his title, and I don't know what to. I don't want to tell you. I I didn't do it. I don't run this place. I just. When you know, did you I, get I, this
1: I, title? I'm curious. When will you be? When I, we, I was. T- <laughs> uh, was it a, I was, was told. A- I was. I was
6: given this title uh, during the uh, our our talks uh, this past year. Uh, end of like, year talk <laughs> evaluation. End of year. Yeah, evaluation. Yeah, year evaluation. yes. Oh,
1: so this is a new <laughs> title. Well, I've, had, I've been media
6: producer, sure,
1: but, oh, you know, you were, a producer. Guess, uh, were you a producer the day you got hired, or did you have to work up to producer?
6: Well, I don't know if there was really a t- an official title that I actually will hear. Uh, he uh, uh, sort of, uh, this was early on, this was probably like within the first couple months that I was like actually hired to do, because uh, my job was an internship position, and then it got changed, you know, with me it got changed to a full-time position I see. um will will gave me the title media producer oh, wow. and i just took it and ran with it
1: <laughs> so will's like uh the head vampire and he when he bites you you become important
6: <laughs> well wow. in this case yes in this case, no i wow. said like oh jd we should come up with a fun
11: title for you that actually you know gives you some gravitas and we said oh you know what media that's what you do you pull clips
1: we'll yeah, call you media yeah. producer yeah, I love so. it. I mean, listen, I like to see this kid achieve. I mean... Uh,
2: Will is more like yeah. the guy in the mafia who gives out the the nicknames.
1: Yeah, yeah exactly. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a big <laughs> meeting, and, like, uh, Will's like... You know, you've really been playing an effective uh, soldier for... Life. And, you uh, I could see a big ceremony. Did J.D. have, like, a knighting, like, where uh, he gets down on one
9: knee? And, yeah, they come me know. in the palm with a knife. <laughs> But. actually well, it was you
6: funny. Know. actually, it was funny hold on at the at the at the holiday party uh like i had just gotten this title i was like senior you know senior media producer <laughs> and we get we had this holiday party and someone you know said all right who who here is a producer <laughs> like the whole staff raised their hearts so i was like oh all right okay <laughs> so, so how
9: are we? <laughs> we we just that poll that i was talking about so now 15 people have responded of yeah. the 15, there's only one person who isn't a producer. I don't even know who that is.
1: Wow. Wow. They they got to feel uh, shitty about themselves. I mean, uh not to be a producer. <laughs> I, I mean, Benji can't be a producer. I, I, I can't imagine, but maybe he is. I don't does know, Benji I don't... have a title? He He's a writer, I think. He's just a straight oh. writer. Poor Benji. Know. He's been here the longest, and he's still just a writer. Hey,
9: that's on, yeah, on that's on him. Yeah, that's more on him. Man. <laughs> right. I got my title. Fuck him. <laughs> I remember, I remember
1: when JD was just like TV watcher, and now he's senior, senior producer was, in charge
3: of stepmom porn clips.
6: It was, uh, it was intern, and then TiVo intern,
1: and then uh, right. TiVo Yeah, because yeah. that's what I was dealing with. I was dealing with the TiVos. Yeah, so. TiVo intern, and then now he's senior TiVo <laughs> producer, CEO <laughs> of Webcam Girls. <laughs> no, I'm not seen. good There's for you, a, JD. But, uh, Howard,
11: even within the writers team, it's funny. There's like a, there's a prank call division. There's a (laughs) whack pack department. There's a song parody division.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I mean, uh, wow. Wow. That is awesome. Okay. There's a whole, there's a whole,
6: there's a whole division dedicated to segments, including like, uh, you know, fart or over or just, you know, all these random (laughs) stupid things we come up
1: with. Uh, I, I the, the day I dropped dead, I can't wait for you guys to like go get another job and go, yeah. Um, my responsibilities were farts. It's a whole celebration of farting in March. And, uh, yeah.
5: <laughs> I'll be my working in the, the division. Porn <laughs>
1: <clips>. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I, I, I was primarily responsible for a lot of the porn clips on the Howard Stern show. <laughs> when you heard Hello? the girl put the dick <laughs> to her lips, I pulled that clip. Yeah. Sometimes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I was the mastermind behind Farch. Uh, Howard never used it. He was way out of line. All right. Anyway, there you go. Oh, so Wolfie called Tom Arnold to find out how he liked working with Mamet. And Tom got a couple of things off his chest. I should play this. Just uh, Tom Um. clarified. Remember, uh, there were, Tom's maid was interviewed, Tom Arnold's maid. And she said that there was, she thought there were duty stains on the sheets.
2: On the sheets, yeah.
3: Yeah, but Tom, but Tom clarified. Okay, number one, they're not duty stage. Number two, uh, uh, I'm sure it's blood. I mean, you know how dark blood gets, especially uh, uh, three, my kids sleep in my bed. Yeah, he probably he probably fucked the chicken, uh, period, or something. Maybe that happened. And so the very the, the, the least are going to blame them. But, no, uh, uh, I'm sure that over the course of nine years, there's probably been a day with Something happened or it sharded or something. And, but I'm pretty aware of that. Like I would get up and do a full clean, uh, myself. But I think that, uh, I'm pretty sure it's blood. There's been a lot of blood in my bed. I will say that because I've had all these stitches for these, you know, uh, skin cancer removal, of significant sized ones. And, and the last one that was on my back. So it was huge, and I couldn't even change the, the kids had to change the like, bandage. Uh, and Sasha changed it a couple times. But, uh, but yeah, you do in life, you know, if you live a good life, you do things, you get blood in your bed.
1: I know what Tom's talking about. It's like what happened to Ronnie with that, uh, he just had a whole thing removed on his yeah, back. Yeah, he
2: had a big thing from his yeah. back.
1: I'm sure he couldn't change his dressing himself. That's right. So there you go in Tom's defense. Uh, Tom also said, um, Oh, Wolfie asked Tom if there was anything annoying about spending a day with Mamet. <laughs> Tom said that Mamet complained a lot about his position on the show. Oh, well, I'd like oh. to hear about this. Mm. Uh,
3: he did complain about his flight. He had to leave so early, the flight coach and stuff. But I get that. And he's a writer. So here's the thing about writers. He does believe he's the best thing on the show. I mean, he said that. Uh, but you have to believe that way. You know, you have to be a little bitchy about the show and the people there and this and that and that drive there and how much you put in and how quality your work is compared to other people. So I did listen to that. But again, I, I, that's the kind of that's the best writers, the ones that really think they're amazing and that everybody else is shit.
13: Did you get the sense that Mamet feels underappreciated on the show?
3: Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's a it's a struggle to get Howard's attention. And, and he has to go through Gary or whatever, but that's what you want a writer, somebody that just has so much self-belief in them and their material and, and, uh, you know, gets a little.
1: I love this. I love that Mamet went out to interview Tom Arnold. Now it's been turned around. Um, what did Tom Arnold learned about M- Mamet? And, uh, yeah. And it's good.
2: amazing that he learned so much. So Mamet spent a lot of time talking about himself.
1: <laughs> yeah. Wolfie gave me a couple of notes. Wolfie, tell me if I have this right. Tom thought Mamet was in the whack pack, and he said Mamet was offended. (laughs) Mamet complained about his commute and how hard it is to have an infant at home. Is that right, uh, Wolfie?
13: Yeah, he thought Mamet was in the whack pack, but he he didn't want to ask that at first because he didn't know if that would offend Mamet, but that was his assumption.
1: Tom Arnold was slightly annoyed that Mehmet would not help him assemble his grill. <laughs> and that's funny. <laughs> Tom Arnold wants to follow Mehmet for twenty four hours and do a report on him.
13: Sounds like he did. <laughs> he wants to go to Mehmet's house, like wake up with him in the morning commute <laughs> with him to work. He wants to do the full deal.
1: <laughs> well, let's that's let funny. him. That's funny. But well, it, it seems like Tom Arnold, you, you spent a lot of time telling Tom Arnold about yourself. I don't know if that's good. It's
14: all bullshit. I, I knew this was coming, too, because all, all weekend people were buttering my ass about how good of a job I did. And my wife said, oh, aren't you, like, really happy? That must feel good. And I said, you don't understand where we work because now the knives are out. I knew Wolfie. Wasn't gonna like that and would have to go behind my back and pull some shit like this.
13: This wasn't my idea. I was right. told to do this. This was not mine.
1: The thing is when Wolfie you're the best something t- there's a time. You on your should back. hear this. Wolfie asked Tom if Mamet made any negative comments about his co workers.
3: Oh. Uh it seemed like uh, uh you know, he wants to uh, as he as you would if you're an institution, uh replace Gary. And I asked him, I said that's your goal, right, to be, to uh, uh, replace Gary. And he said, uh, I don't know, those are big teeth to fill, which is a standard, uh, you know. Although, if his material is, the best material is like that, he's never going to replace Gary. You know, it, you got to be a little more original than that. So, uh, good luck with that.
1: I like those, th- those are big teeth to fill. I, I don't know, I, I don't think that's a bad line in, in your defense moment. You know,
9: wow. I don't recall not that conversation. Uh, wait Tom. a second. Not good wait a second. Tom. I, Howard, here's what I would say. I don't mind the jokes. I'm the butt of the joke all the time, but I kind of didn't appreciate that this was done not on a mic or not for the air. Just busting my balls behind my back to Tom. No, no. I, so I, I think like. A lot
14: of people in the industry, Tom hears me on the radio. He likes what I do. And I think he's confusing things he heard on the radio for like conversations he and I had together.
9: Is that uh-huh. your defense? That's what you're going with?
14: <laughs> yes. I think that's what happened.
13: Tom right. told me he didn't know who you were before you showed up at the door.
1: He knew who I was. He's a fan. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Everyone knows mac Come on. Uh, he did. Tom enjoyed hearing Mamek complain about his life.
3: <laughs> I enjoyed seeing the human side of him and, uh, and, you know, hearing how, you know, hard his life was and stuff. And he's a young guy and it's really funny when young guys complain about stuff like that. But I, but it was uh, helpful because there's a guy revealing what he hates about work, what he likes about work, his wife you know the kid situation getting up with the kid complaining and you go okay i could be fully honest in front of this guy because he's sharing stuff that i'm not sure i would have shared with anybody there you go well the, the, te- the technique worked it was because
0: a the piece was good yeah. <laughs> yes
14: i i i think about uh, you howard when i go out and i do these field pieces the way you interview people you don't just ask an actor hey do you ever get a boner on set they say they right. would say no, I never. I'm very professional. But if you start the conversation by saying, "Hey, you know, I was in a movie once, and I know it's kind of weird when you do these sex scenes. For me, I got aroused. Right, right. All well, of a you're up right.
1: I up tell them thing. right off the bat. Uh, any actor that comes in that I have multiple boners when I'm on set. Uh, and it does relax them. You're absolutely no, right. It's
14: all strategic. I'm not bitching about my job when, I'm when I when I
13: go to Fist Fest. I'm not talking to the guys about my commute. I'm there to cover the event. Well, it yeah, but when like you go to Fist Fest, I'm time.
14: not calling the guy with the fisted asshole and asking <laughs> what you did wrong on the interviews. But I'm going to start doing that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you guys have a rivalry, right? Because both of you are senior producers, I assume and you um, are in charge of going out and interviewing people, and uh, there's a rivalry. You, you over-butter Wolfie's ass, whereas if you look at it objectively... Over-butter! Over-butter. Wait a second, didn't I tell you you did an excellent job with Tom Arnold yesterday?
14: Yes, but I still think you think of like Wolfie as the main field piece guy, and again, if you look at it objectively, what we do, I think you have to give me the the, the clear winner title.
1: No, because I'll tell you why Wolf- you don't get there. You, you want me to make a judgment? You want the honest truth? You give Wolfie, me your version. W- you, well, whose what? version counts? What?
14: My <laughs> version. Well, I'm going to explain to you why it's incorrect if your answer is Wolfie. But go ahead. All right.
1: <laughs> Wolfie, when Wolfie goes and covers these wacky events, his delivery of the questions is so matter of fact it's like it's like it's so monotone and like like when he asks somebody when you shit on somebody's head do you get a good feeling or you know or tell me about shitting on someone's head it's so funny to hear the question because wolfie's you know sort of droll delivery <laughs> so wolfie does do a good job that's something that that, uh, you don't like you me could to say. Work on. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, but Mamet, you're Mamet and you do a good job too. <laughs> I mean, it's not like you're doing a bad job. Why do you have to compete with Wolfie? Why do you need to be the number one guy? This is my point.
14: I like Wolfie. I like his field pieces, but we send him, when you send someone to a place where people have gaping assholes or right. 20 pound yes. dicks. Yeah. Anyone with a microphone could hit record. Yes.
1: Because Wolfie, because Wolfie talks to people like he's never met a human being before. It's like he's a visitor from another planet. It's just who he is. He, I found him to be very good at this even before he worked for me. He would do it for me, you know, for free. He would go out and say, Hey, Howard, I went to this thing. Here's some tape.
14: Or follow Gary around even you hand him these things on a silver platter these <laughs> fast. you know it, it's just a layup again if you hit record you're going to come well, back Well uh, I, I gave you I gave you nude on, yoga. Right. I get sent on harder assignments where you have to kind of really get in there and figure out the angle and get people to open up. I participate in the events like with Naked Yoga. I'm I'm doing the yoga. He's right, not right. getting fisted at these things. Howard I I, I
13: do bl- I blame you for this. This is all, Mehmet has daddy issues and you need to praise him
1: more. Cause every
13: time you no, give he me needs a to compliment, you less, every and I'll be fine. Uh, Mehmet, you didn't me, Wolfie
1: touch some dude's cock at the most recent event? He participated. Are you willing yet. to grab cock? Are you willing to grab cock? Uh, I I mean, i uh, probably,
14: yeah. I mean, listen, listen to all the field pieces I've done. I go above and beyond. I put
1: myself
2: naked. You do a great yoga. job.
1: You, you did a great job. Why I do, do the you the need to job. be number one over Wolfie?
2: <laughs> How hard was it to get Lenny Dykstra to open up? Like, right. that doesn't take any effort. I, well, I didn't use
14: that one as an example, but, uh... <laughs> But, but, no, but, but listen Diestro, to me. You have
1: to, you have to Wolfie makes trust. a good point. You do have daddy issues. You want daddy mm. to tell you you're number one. You're the most favored child. True. Look, listen to me. Calm yourself down. You did a great job with Tom Arnold. Thank you did you. a great job at Naked Yoga. You're doing great. Yeah. i doesn't like I I just call them, them like I see them. But why are you in competition with Wolfie? Why do you care that I like Wolfie? <laughs> I butter I, him up. I like his pieces. What can I tell you? I like it. Howard, you but have, that tells you, you me you that you lick my ass. I love when you're on the air. He's right.
13: If so you compliment me, he calls me that afternoon and complains, oh, Howard was licking your
14: ass again. But why does
1: that bother him that I lick your ass? I think you do a terrific job. I like your delivery. I like what I, you do.
14: I think it's because we do the similar things. It's like when you don't like, you know, Andy Cohen's picture being up behind Jennifer Witt's. It's the, the same mindset. I think it's
1: normal to have I, that feeling. But, Matt, how long have you been working on this show? Uh Ten years. You think I really give a shit if Jennifer Woods has Andy cohn's picture? I'm 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 here entertaining people. Well, I think it's all, that's what it's all show business. I, I got I'm, I'm going to sit down with you. I'm going I'm going to help you out. You need some <laughs> oh, oh,
2: now you're giving him attention. Oh. You'll only have uh, more No, of he this. needs he needs my attention. <laughs> he needs some needs I, some daddy Hope He's right. Yeah. Do yeah. you know
1: um, <laughs> I don't oh, Oh Jesus Christ! I'm in the middle of trying to help this kid. Oh, everybody, it's Tom Arnold.
5: Hey, Tom, what's up? Ah, oh, he'll clear the. Uh, hey guys, Tom Arnold, senior producer here. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, you know, but when uh, when I do want to throw him under the bus. When Mehmet was at my house, he bashed everybody on uh, the staff. He said that every producer but him should be fired and shot into the sun. Did you not? Did you not say that? I might I mean,
1: have. Uh, I mean, uh, you know, Tom. It sounds like Mamet was gabbing away when he's supposed to be covering you.
5: I, I don't. I don't want to bring this up, but Mehmet said that uh, he should be the host of the Howard Stern Show. I'm sorry, <laughs> really? But he you should be Howard only when Howard retires. That, that's yeah, what right. he said. Yeah. Well, he, he actually. I, I. I. I did bond with Wolfie over our uh deviated septum, so that was nice. <laughs>
1: All right. Well, Tom, listen. Uh, thank you for the interview. I thought that Bemmett uh, did a great job with you,
5: and uh, I thought he did. Wolfie. Yeah, go ahead. Well, he, he just, you know. He, he talked a lot of shit. He, he's, he, at one point he said he could actually watch TV better than JD, which is just fucking stupid. <laughs> yeah, you know, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> uh, he, he said he could, he, he said, oh, I, I, I could say it, uh, Richard's cock way better than Sal could. I was like, well, what does that mean? That doesn't even make any sense. And, uh, he, he well, thinks he could, he could grow more cock cheese than Sal.
1: I wasn't uh, aware of this, Tom, but you've helped us become aware of it. I didn't realize Mehmet is competing with everyone. In other words, Mehmet does a good job, Tom, and so does Wolfie. But Mehmet feels like I'm too nice to Wolfie or I suck his dick too much. I like Wolfie. I, I enjoy his reports. What, what am I supposed
5: to do here? Yeah, I don't know what his insecurity is. I mean, he you know, he actually, I didn't want to bring this up, he went to my yard pointed at one of the christmas trees and said this is wolfie and he pissed all over it oh, what, what what is that <laughs> <all about it? laughs>
13: not right
1: well yeah. um um, you know, I'm, I'm thinking of doing a tribute to Wolfie, uh, this, uh, this year coming, you know, coming in a right. couple of months. Looking yeah, at uh, all his work over the Yeah. A, a retrospective of Wolfie. And, uh, I think, I hope it doesn't, uh, send Mamet over the edge, Tom, you know?
13: <laughs> Howard, Howard, can I, can I give some behind the scenes information here? Oh, yeah. No, let me, let me, okay. How, Howard, there's this project, I gotta
14: tell you a story. Oh, there's okay, this good. project
13: coming up where yeah, basically at, at some point, memet would have to be complimentary of me he threw such a fit that he he backed out <laughs> no. and quit the event he's story? producers about it like no. he just he he was not willing to participate
14: may i tell the story howard okay so very disturbing On our, you know, on channel 101, they invited Wolfie and I to do like a one-off show together where we're supposed to talk about our favorite moments of the other person. Right. And they sent Wolfie, you know, all these choices where like, you know, I'm getting my ass torn open. I look like an asshole, blah, 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 blah. And they sent me all these like, great wolfie moments i said you know i'd like to kind of pick my own wolfie moments if you don't mind and here's the ones i'd like to choose to to bring to the
1: table dude you i gotta give you some advice can i give what? you some advice you gotta take a deep breath and calm down wolfie's oh, not the enemy about here. it wolfie you're not in competition with wolfie you're in competition with yourself do the best material you can Right The well, I know but you're. A, a really good writer.
14: Kissing Wolfie's ass on 101. I, I wanted to bring my own clips and be myself. Be and a little like...
1: gracious and you know say, Wolfie, job well done. I, I admire your work. You, you can't bring yourself to do it. This it, it, is terrible.
14: But yes, when they Wolfie told me does- that w- what I was doing wasn't, you know, uplifting Wolfie enough and <laughs> I needed to be replaced uh. with John Lieberman because I guess he'll say anything they put in front of him, oh, which boy. I will not.
1: <laughs> <laughs> ah, ah, ah. What do you, I want you to say something nice about, I want you to say something. I just want you to say one thing nice about Wolfie right now in front of everyone.
14: Wolfie, I said he's good at what he does. He's just, you know, right. I'm better. That's all I'm saying. And that <laughs> the, a lot of the things he does, you know,
1: anyone with a half-working brain cell. Wait a second. <laughs> Did I just microphone? ask you to say right. something nice about Wolfie? And you said anyone with half a brain cell could do what Wolfie does. That's the nice thing. And a thing microphone. You could... you Robin, I didn't microphone. mean to interrupt. You wanted to say something. Go ahead.
2: I just, you know, he doesn't take into consideration when Wolfie doesn't embed it. He's with Bigfoot. Yeah. That is combat duty. That's right. That's being in a war zone.
1: So, so, um, Mehmet, the nice thing you want to say about Wolfie is, if I have this right, he's good at that shitty stuff that he does. Is that it? <laughs> is that the quote? <laughs> no, he's very good
14: at something anyone would be very good at anyone with a microphone. Good.
1: Okay. All right. There's the nice thing. Boy. There you go. Thank wow. You. That, I don't know if that was a lot. about I mean,
5: moving. <laughs> Tom Arnold, what do you make of this? That's not the real Babette that I met. Uh, when, it, when he was at my house, he, he told me, and I don't even know what this means. He said he could nap better than Gary. What the fuck is that? <laughs> right. By the way, right. after this, I'm, I'm planning on interviewing Babette about Wolfie's interview to me about Mamet's interview of me. So, uh, we're going to keep going down All this right. rabbit hole. Keep going.
1: All right. There you go. T-
5: Tom
13: Arnold also told me that, that Mamet, uh, doesn't think that the old people on the show listen to his youthful
14: Mimette's ideas.
3: receding hairline and dyed hair. What was huh? that?
14: What was I that? Don't know. <laughs> keep keep I don't working know. on that bit.
1: It's not quite there yet. Um, wait, wait. Say you know, that again, Wolfie. I'm sorry. There was some weird random noise going on. But what, so what did Mimette you
13: say? Mehmet was bitching to Tom Arnold that the old people on the show don't listen to his youthful ideas.
14: Oh, is that it? Well, that, yeah. I, that, <laughs> that, first of all, that's yeah. a ridiculous thing to even say.
15: Well, that, Tom said it. I you know, don't it should take. be
14: interesting. Wolfie and I are actually slated to go together to cover flavor Flav in a couple of months. <laughs> yeah. I was thinking like maybe it would be interesting if we uh broke it up like I get a half day with Flav and Wolfie gets a half day with Flav and we see who comes back with better material.
1: Wow. You, you see, you see, you see, my man. I'm really going to try and help you now. All, all bullshit aside. All right. Go Look ahead. how your mind goes. You and Wolfie are being sent to cover Flavor Flav, which is an exclusive. And yes. you, you, and the first thought you have is let's turn it into a competition. Well, just that go, brings out just the best. Bring out no, just go and do your best. Okay. And collaborate with Wolfie. All right. And try to do your best with him. Yes. And, and I'll ask and, the
4: questions.
14: Wolfie will hold the equipment. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: okay.
14: Oh, there boy. you go.
1: Wow. I was going to
2: ask if he thought he could do it, and he can. not <laughs> He can.
1: <laughs> all I'm right. Willing to help well, Wolfie, you with whatever Wolfie, way you need. Wolfie, yeah. what do you make of this rivalry that you're involved in?
13: I don't. He, he's crazy. I don't know why he thinks so much about this. Like I, I just, when you send me on an assignment, I just go and do it. I don't think
1: about Mamet. I just do the assignment. But this, this all this, within... <laughs> you know what this reminds me of? I'm, I'm a big fan of the TV show The Bachelor. And every season, there is a girl, when they're competing for The Bachelor, who, rather than go after the, they become obsessed with another one of the girls. And they're constantly, look at her, look what she's doing, blah, 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 blah. And of course they get thrown off the show because the guy's like, she's here complaining about the other, the other contestants. Right. You're obsessed with Wolfie. No, no,
14: I'm just I'm I'm privy to a couple meetings Wolfie isn't invited to where you you are just in there again (laughs) waxing poetic about Wolfie and I have to sit there with my like notebook
1: and pen and it's like okay let's move it along. I love that. You You remind me of let's say a drama queen. I mean you're creating drama where there is none. And if I'm in a meeting and I compliment Wolfie on something well done that went well, it's not a knock against you. Right.
2: Did you know that Mamet was in the room? Did you do that because he was there? No, I don't even know he's there. <laughs>
1: Who even knew he's in a meeting with me? <laughs> <I'm> exhausted. <laughs> <laughs> I mean I, yeah, I like nothing. And I want to say something and I'm Mamet. You're forgetting when Wolfie was embedded with Bigfoot and Bigfoot took a shit, and Wolfie stayed right in the room with him. Let's let's play that moment, and then I want your... Oh, here here Bigfoot, we go where they pulling up all Hold the Wolfie on, hits, listen, that's to that's Bigfoot, listen to this mine. Listen to the work, Bigfoot, What are you about
13: to do?
15: I'm about ready to take a dump. A shit.
13: How's your stomach feeling?
15: I'm pretty sour, for some reason.
13: Would you mind if I stand in here and talk to you while you take a shit?
15: Yeah, you can do that. Okay.
13: Oh. What's going on right now?
15: Oh, I'm trying to push it out of me. <laughs> Whatever's in me, it is.
13: That's a, a really awful spell.
15: Yeah, I know. <coughs>
13: uh,
15: sorry. No problem.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you all right? You know, now, now let me tell you why Wolfie's great, I'm mad. Because a lot of guys would have said, oh, Bigfoot's taking a shit, I'm going to leave the room. He goes, Bigfoot. Can I stay in here while you shit? That's thinking on his feet. Come on, give him that. Give him that. That was probably his
14: best moment. I will say. Okay. Uh.
13: Yeah, like some people, some people were saying. But a professional wouldn't have
14: gagged. Would have just let the microphone run. Some people were judged. saying
13: that Mehmet, with when he was with Tom Ardell and Thomas Peen, is kind of stealing my idea and watering oh, oh, it yeah. down. Jeez. Right. I did, now I didn't say that. That's right. what other people are saying.
1: You know. In other organizations, when a guy is taking a shit and your job is to mic the guy shitting, a normal person would have quit his job right then and there and said, okay, I've had it. (laughs) This is it. I got to do something else with my life. I don't want to put microphones while people are shitting. But Wolfie doesn't say that. You know, he knows it's important to get this information out there.
13: He knows. I saw
1: opportunity. That's what I saw. You saw opportunity and you know you have to stand witness or else... It's like when a tree falls in the woods and no one's there to hear it. Yep.
2: Let me say something else. This is supposed to be a team. And you
1: should
2: reward and congratulate your fellow teammates when they do something great.
1: You know, Robin's right, Mehmet. There's no I in team. There's no I in team. (laughs) I mean, just imagine a
2: baseball team that, uh, you know, a guy gets upset because a guy hits a home run. No, it's good for everybody. Mm
1: -hmm. All right. Let's go to Tina in Pennsylvania. Hey, Tina.
2: Hello,
10: Howard. Um, I feel very sorry for Wolfie. He he doesn't shit on anybody else when he's doing his job to make him look better. He just does good quality work. And Mehmet, I was thinking yesterday when I listened to his segment, it was so good. I thought, oh my god, Mehmet finally did it. He he pulled off. <laughs> you know, he did. He did a great job. And it, there's no, he didn't mention anybody else. He he was getting complimented. And I knew somehow he'd ruin it, and he has yeah.
14: to throw Wolfie yeah. right under so, the bus. Geez, so I so sabotaged Tina by uh, Wolfie was the one who went behind my back yesterday to get all this dirt on me about Tom. He's the one who
10: started it. He was it. told to. He was told Shit. to. He didn't just do Can that. You on believe his own? that,
13: please. <laughs>
1: there you go.
13: I didn't have Tom Arnold's you, number. You I, I was told to do it.
1: Right. Well, Tina, you, Tina you says, Mamet, you screwed up your big moment, and you're, you're, you're complaining too much. Let's go to Jimmy in South Carolina. Jimmy.
3: Man, listen to me. I'm a graduate of the University of North Carolina, Chapel Hill. Mamet drives me so crazy. If this is the product that we are turning out at that <laughs> fine university these days... And I need to go down there and speak to the dean. His name, you know what, I'm in agreement with with Patricia Tanmon Krenzel. His name is Lament, because every time he's on the air, I lament the fact that I just lost that 30 seconds of my life. Oh,
1: boy. Oh, well, there you go. Uh, Mamet, a lot of people want to chime I in I transferred about this. in, to be fair, so he might have a right. point. <laughs> Jeremy, you're on the air in Maine.
3: Um, Howard, I, I love you. Hey, Fred. Uh, hey, Mamet, I hate you. I thought I I thought Jason was the worst hated member of the show for me, and it's now you. North Carolina's not even that great of a school. Wow. You gotta you gotta stop shitting on everybody. Wolfie is way better at doing this than you, and your voice makes <laughs> me want to punch you through the phone. Respectfully. All
1: right. Well, there's an honest opinion, and
14: uh, I, I've said this people... before. But the the kind of people who are smart enough to understand what I'm saying are smart enough to appreciate what I do do not have time to sit on hold all morning right. to make well, that's the a point, point that
1: man just made. A lot of Mamet fans are too busy working to call They're doctors, in. they're lawyers. <laughs> and they're Joe. also
2: too busy to
3: listen, so they don't know what yeah. Mamet is doing.
1: Uh, Joe, you're on the air in Canada.
3: Yeah, uh, well, not a doctor, not a lawyer. Uh, Mamet, appreciate you. Think you should reserve this type of conversation maybe for your shrink? Because... Yes. You know, a customer like uh, fans, we like both of you. We like yeah. the different flavors. We're into the different right. flavors. You guys are completely right. different flavors.
1: That's all absolutely. You know what I worry, Mehmet? It, 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 this guy Joe on the phone is is making a good point. This is a conversation you need to have with a therapist because mm-hmm. you might be the kind of guy that's going to get jealous when you, the, your child gets more attention than you do. And your, your <laughs> wife has to give the baby more attention.
2: <coughs> uh, yeah, I mean, you, you right now have Wolfie to direct this yeah,
1: to. Right. <laughs> I mean, I'm telling you, there's a trade here. You do a great job. We love you.
2: But and but, Wolfie's but terrific. you were saying
14: you were saying the thing that makes Wolfie great is that he's monotone when he asks questions. That means like ChatGPT could do his job. <laughs> his, we can have AI no. ask a monotone question. When
1: Wolfie this, goes, uh, "Would you remind, would you mind if I stay here when when uh, you take a shit?" It's funny. It's just funny. But that doesn't I'm make saying. you not funny. You're a funny guy too. What the fuck is wrong with you? You're not hearing me. This isn't a knock you. against you because I find Wolfie humorous. We like you, Mamet. We like you. Thank you. Yeah. No, I, is I, I there really
2: on. Is there really no time that anybody compliments your work?
1: Not enough. I do. Not enough. <laughs> mm. There's no there's a bottomless pit of There's no
2: enough. In there. Okay. No. There's
1: no enough. There's your answer, Robin.
14: The greats are usually appreciated after the fact. That's well. true. All right,
1: the greats, the greats.
14: All right. (laughs) Thank you, boys. There's the latest. You'll understand that later, to to my point. (laughs) Yeah,
1: Yeah. and Tom Arnold, thank you as well. Uh, I appreciate you, uh, you know, uh, knocking on the door and and, and being Who is
2: truly great is Tom Arnold.
1: Yeah, Tom, you're truly great, okay? We we love you, okay? All right, there you go. Uh, That's some argument. You know, it's a funny thing. I happen to know that Gary Fafafui, senior producer, called Mamet this weekend to compliment his work. I do know that. Gary Uh, was...
9: Howard, I I listened to the Tom Arnold package, and I was so blown away. It was Saturday morning. I called him out of the blue, and I just said, I Uh, want to tell you how amazing it was, uh, how great it all was. So I complimented him.
2: And it was, you used the term great.
9: Several times. (laughs) I said, home run, amazing, you knocked it out of the park. I mean, I didn't say, and by the way, Wolfie sucks. I just said, you're great.
1: Right. It's very childish. All right, Billy, you have the last word on this. And then I do want to move along because I have a bunch of things to get to. Billy in Illinois. Um, okay, Billy's gone. By the way, Wolfie, according to Wolfie, Gary has never called Wolfie at home to say you're not getting out of the park. So just so you know, I mean, someone that knows that. Finally, in the mail, since that's actually what got us into this. um, On a more serious note, I have been uh, sick over the death of uh, this uh, non-binary Oklahoma student, Nex Benedict, Nex Benedict. I was very upset about it yesterday. I made a couple of comments about how backward things are getting in this country and particularly Oklahoma, the way they just, you know, uh, the, the worst thing that ever happens if anybody mentions gay in schools and that leads these kids to feel free to beat the shit out of each other. But uh Howard, I'm the mom of a trans young man. He's in junior high school. Thankfully, he's in a school that is super accepting. I see the kids he is friends with and think we have hope for the future with this generation. Then I see stories about Nex and wonder if we got lucky. Thank you for shedding some light in this very dark world. Howard, thanks for speaking about Nex Benedict today. Years ago, our family friends adopted a kid, came out as trans, and it was a really hard road. He's doing great now, but we need people like you in the media normalizing it. Yes, it is my responsibility because, number one, I'm straight. Number two, I speak to a lot of straight men. And straight people, and uh, I do think it's important for people to really express their outrage over this. There is, I, I tell you the truth, all you know. Forget the microphones, forget show business, forget it's my job to entertain you. I, for the for for, for the life of me, I cannot figure out why a human being cares if another human being loves someone of the same sex. It just doesn't compute with me. And it's especially disturbing that they get these beliefs from a book that is m- written by a man that they call the Bible. It didn't, you know, let's be, uh, let's be realistic. And, you you know, these let's four be kids real realistic. are growing Most up. Most of
2: them are not what, reading that book. They just hear people saying that it's wrong.
1: And and then when educators hop on and then our politicians see this as an easy slam dunk for them to appeal to voters, Uh, the truth is, it doesn't matter. You know, I speak the truth to you. You hear me on the air. If you see two dudes holding hands and making out, what do you really care? Unless you're attracted and you can't stand yourself for it. I don't know what it is. I don't. I live in New York. I see guys holding hands, kissing. I'm happy they're in love. I hope, I'm hope. i happy they're not taking guns and shooting anybody. They, they, they're, they're in love. What do I care if they love another dude? I really do look at it like good. I wish all dudes loved other dudes so all the women would have to come to me and I will fuck all of them. I'll be the only <laughs> one who could help them out.
2: You'd love to be the only straight man.
1: I would. Let everyone be gay. More, and, and not only that would be great. Less children would be produced. The world population is exploding. We can't feed everybody. What's the problem? I mean, the problem is we make
2: up problems and we don't deal with the real issues.
1: Who cares? What do you want to be? The Taliban man? Don't go, go live in one of those Arab countries where they, they, you announce you're trans chop your dick off they'll, they'll help you transition very fast <clears throat>
2: that's right now climate change will will disappear once we force all gays and people who are different back in the closet
1: well you know even in school so so let's say there's a kid who wants to wear a dress and he wants to become a woman why do you care i mean really what do you care to? you got to ask yourself the question Why? Well, why does that bother me why should it bother me they're not doing anything to me not doing anything to anybody else. Howard, hearing you struggle with they, them, she, her pronouns, pronouns, maybe realize that it's okay to not understand every aspect of the issue. What really is important is the ability to keep your mind and heart open to the truth. There you go. So anyway, a lot of people agree with me, but we got to reach the ones that are somehow bothered by all this uh, because it's an epidemic. Uh, one last word on this, and then I'll get to uh, some funny stuff. At this year's uh, Emmy Awards, the uh, Gay and Lesbian Alliance Against Defamation, or GLAAD as they call themselves, accepted the Television Academy's Governor's Award. And uh, uh, the GLAAD President, CEO Sarah Kate Ellis gave an interesting statistic, and I thought I'd share this with you because um, this kind of sums it up for me. She says it way more eloquently than I ever
12: More people say they have seen a ghost than know a transgender person. When you don't no people it's easy to demonize them visibility creates understanding and it opens doors it's life-saving
1: now that's the truth and i'll tell you the, tell you this in my personal life i don't know one trans i don't even see any trans people i don't know any trans people and um but you don't her point else. is <laughs> i don't leave the house that's true but but really, I don't know anyone trans, and so, you know, you're sitting there. I would bet you don't know anyone trans either. No, the only I, time, the I only know time, a few. well, the only time I meet trans people is on this show because I say, "Come down here and show me your vagina," because <laughs> I'm curious. I want to see what they're making down there. That's it. Cares. And as I said earlier, Robin, on another topic, your thirty-eight uh, G's, your breasts are. Uh, everyone is excited about they it. They made played the a couple,
2: comments too.
1: <laughs> yeah, I miss Robin's songs so much. It was so great to celebrate Christmas in February when you played Feliz Navidad song parody. Robin's boobs have inspired more songs than Jesus Christ. And uh, and then as I played you earlier, there is a whole bunch of new songs flooding new in. One's
2: coming fans. in,
1: yeah. Jay and Roddy sent in a Beatles parody. I played the the, the new James Brown. Uh, you know, uh, Robin's new bra size uh, uh, celebration by James Brown. That was really good. So there we go. That's really exciting stuff. I, I think we're going to hear uh, more song parodies very soon Robin, about 38 G's uh, because now you're 38 G and we celebrate that as a radio show. This Problem with me playing This guitar. might be
2: difficult. Listen to what he's
1: doing. Fuck yeah, I'm listening. I'm like, you know what, I'm not even going to go on YouTube and look that up. Because even the strumming, you know, the reason he strums so well is he's a drummer too. So he's got that rhythm. A lot of it is in the right hand. People think it's in the left. Whatever. That left me depressed because I was like, you know, I could probably play this. And then you listen for a while and you go, I can't play this. (laughs) I don't have one song in my repertoire. Like I can't even play... One song all the way
10: through.
1: No, I don't even know one whole song. If if you said to me, (laughs) "Uh, "Can you play one song?" and I'm like, "No," (laughs) I I should learn like one complete song. Yes. In fact, uh, the other night I was playing. I um I was doing this for you because maybe one time I'll play. I was rehearsing "Rock and Robin." Oh, you know, Mm. I still can't play that either. Some of those friggin' notes. <laughs> but I was going to do that for you. Hey, I'm going to bring in the guys. Um We've got uh, Clean Out the Computer. Fafafui, Mamet, Wolfie, John Blit, and Richard. Richard Christie. Disgusting Richard Christie who never bathes. And, <laughs> and and cleans his teeth and plucks out the food and eats it in front of everyone.
15: Uh, he has That's a meal me.
1: between those teeth. <laughs> hey, Richard.
15: I was snack
1: ready. Are you a producer too? Like, I'm learning everyone on the show is almost a producer. Are you
15: a producer? Writer, producer. I even have serious business cards, believe it or
1: not. (laughs) Nice. Say that. Wow. I, I can't find one person on a staff. Blit, are you a producer as well? I am the, uh, executive producer of, uh, (laughs)
7: all of your channels, actually. Um, (laughs) I didn't know. So thank you for this opportunity. Yeah, it's great. Uh, no, seriously. Blit, are you a producer? (laughs) I am a, a producer, super producer, wow. and and a writer. Right? Are you better than but Moment, I'm working or you... my way up to be Random. the president of all of your channels and Sirius XM? Um, wow. I think in the and then that's my five year plan. But do you have business cards like me? I have business cards. I make them myself. <laughs> I, have I eight spent eight all types morning of business
1: cards. I spent all morning trying to figure out how Blit has so much money. It's unbelievable. What like, what do you uh,
2: mean? I mean? How do you know he has money?
1: Because that's he right, he dropping. once again, I'll tell you how I know. Once okay. again, he you took should out hear JD. the champagne.
15: The champagne he drinks is nuts. It's like I wish I could afford that stuff. How much is you it, Uh it, he likes stuff that's around the hundred hundred and fifty dollar range. I think uh, you know as does Richard. Richard buys his wife beautiful
7: bottles of Roenart champagne on a
15: birthday. But you yeah. you drink this stuff randomly on
1: a Saturday. Yeah, that's sure well <laughs> life is too short J- jd and uh, john Blit went to one another one of these fancy dinners where blitt, you know <laughs> takes him out and like it, it, it first of all it's an obscene amount of food and drink and you know uh how did this one come about jd just fill me in a little bit uh,
6: blitt sometimes is like hey i want to talk i want to take you to this place i don't want to tell you anything about it i just want to go and uh so that's that's well, we sh- we show it to
1: this restaurant. There's like well, no menu. Or- two guys <laughs> two guys, one thousand one hundred and fifty dollar dinner bill.
2: What and, the uh, heck did they eat, Howard and Can JD I J D told me
1: Yeah, sure. And J D told sure. me, John, you paid for it.
7: Absolutely, it's a, an investment in my future. But I, so I went to that restaurant maybe a month before there, and one of their their signature dishes is they do a a tableside caviar hand roll, where they put an ounce oh. of caviar into a hand roll. <laughs> and JD is a, a caviar aficionado. This guy <laughs> loves caviar like no other person.
6: So I was eating I it, and that. I was
7: like, I need to take JD. To this restaurant to experience.
6: it. I, 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 I like some caviar. I don't
7: he I'm does? Not, I'm not an official. We did auto. a caviar tasting at my apartment, where I brought JD two types of caviar and blind tasted him on both of them. And but like the more expensive I mean, one.
1: <laughs> like, who would even think that JD would get sophisticated enough to you know eat fish eggs? You know, that's not something to know I would see. what
2: caviar is. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah. Did mm-hmm. it take JD a while, John, to acquire a taste for you know fish eggs, or or would did he come to? Did he just Jump into it, you know, wholeheartedly.
7: You know how a cat kind of eats f- food and looks at it for a second, and then just kind of devours it. Yeah. This was <laughs> like JD. He kind of he 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 really um, eased into it quickly.
1: Wow. Do you think it's because his palate's been trained by his uh, excessive use of filet o fish? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's an, a list of everything they. Here's a list of everything they ate and drank. Okay. This is, this is their dinner. A breakfast taco, hamachi crudo, caviar hand roll, Murray cod, piquito crab, and I don't even know how to say this, Hokkaido uni. Hokkaido
7: Uh, uni. It's a uni from Japan, a sea
1: urchin. (laughs) Broccolini. Berkshire pork short rib, baked Alaska, caviar pizza, a bottle of Vilmart and Co champagne. Champagne. Sure, yeah. champagne. A bottle of two- yeah, Well, that's very fancy. A bottle of 2018 Maurice Saint Denis Pin- Pinot Noir and a bottle of Pierre Pallard Boozy Grand Cru Rosé champagne your I mean,
2: french is impeccable <laughs> thank you uh
1: I, and by the way i've had no training i self-taught i mean it's uh, you two guys ate a farm's worth of animals what the, i
15: know I mean, that I mean, sounds like a lot of food for two how people. is john not 500 pounds that's well, what I'm i don't they're know all very, it actually works out <laughs> they're they're small um
7: courses it's like a prefix and every yeah, plate Blit. is yes is
1: it is it the, the amount of alcohol you guys polished off that many bottles Slowly, it was a long meal. We were yeah, there we for were there four or for like, five hours. You know, we like the place. Yeah, I'm counting champagne. Two, one, two, three. Four bottles of booze between the two yeah. of you.
7: Oh, and we started with margaritas at my apartment. Margarita, which JD yes. What's the margarita? What goes in that? It, it's a high quality margarita infused with
1: a liquid THC. Oh, geez. wow! <laughs> yeah. Gary, you must have lit up mad. over that. JD, you must have been fucked up.
6: <laughs> uh yeah yeah i uh i i don't remember much of this evening um Ugh. i got i had a what laughing a attack at one point <laughs> yeah.
1: And, uh, right, yeah i got some tape uh fortunately john blitt who i don't know if he's better than uh memet he might be up there with him, but, uh, <laughs> anyway fortunately blitt uh had a tape recorder with him so it's and uh fortunately he always mm-hmm. does yeah so when hamachi crudo came, which is raw fish topped with Thai basil, chili oil, or whatever, um, this is not <laughs> something JD normally eats. So John asked JD to review the dish for him. JD didn't even bother to stop chewing before describing the food, which is really attractive. Oh my goodness. Here's JD reviewing his hamachi crudo, and he couldn't wait to get the review out. Food review.
6: oh it's no eating. It's, it's, so yeah. it's a lighter dish you know it's it's almost like you know it's uh like it gives you a little zest a little full of life a little bit you know like energize you a little bit you know get some matcha and get some of this green shit on it i don't know what that is yeah it's very summery Matcha, good shit eat it up i
7: was just saying take smaller bites in life you want to take smaller bites of these I'm meals i'm just saying in general in life Food's not going anywhere, my man. Take smaller bites.
6: Little, little bites taste just as good. I, I don't. I, I guess there's a certain amount of food that I like my mouth to fill, <laughs> I like my mouth to feel
1: filled. <laughs> yeah. Blade, is this torture for you? I'll be honest for, for a <laughs> second. I mean, I mean, I how do you deal with love. It? I love hanging
7: out with JD. <laughs> Every second hanging out with JD makes my life
1: better. <laughs> Do you ever think, like, what a waste? I mean, he's, like, lobbing this food. I see you're trying to tell him, like, maybe taste it a little bit, you know?
7: But, you know, he's learning, and he is enjoying it, and he did kind of progress over the course of the evening. He started taking smaller bites
1: and enjoying it. But you know how, like, a a whale, like, just swallows whole schools of fish? (laughs) You know yeah. what I mean? Like he's just—he's just, just well. Really listen, they're, small, down.
6: they're small portions. I mean, you know, it I
2: mean, sounded like you had a small portion in your mouth. You I, well, that was—I was. Well, no, <laughs> I'm several, talking,
6: several small portions. I'm talking about the overall portion. To me, is
1: <laughs> small. So. JD, uh, JD, let me just buzz through this so we can get to yeah, something. Yeah, here. JD through, has right. become Jay has become quite the wine connoisseur. <laughs> uh, here's his review of their second bottle of wine, which cost $225. Here we go. It
6: smells okay? <laughs> Was like a nice old, like a you know wine. Uh, yeah, good taste. What type? Was the red? It is a Maury Saint Denise or Denis. And uh, what year is it? I don't know if I see here. Oh, 2018 Magnien, whatever that is. Oh. And uh, yeah, it all right. It's good. Uh, I'm only saying blueberry because you said it earlier. Um, you know, the 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 tannins aren't. Uh, it's 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 heavy but light at the same time. No. You know? wow. heavy but Integrated, light. Integrated,
0: yes. It's uh, it's it's bread. It's a liquid.
2: It makes me drunk. I like
15: it. <laughs> it's very winey. That's, that's exactly it, Robin. <laughs> right out of wine and things. By the way, JD magazine. sounds so
1: fucked up. I think he drink turpentine at this point. <laughs>
6: <laughs> that's not an idea for you later on, Blit. Don't Let do you that drink in later turpentine.
1: On yeah don't uh, don't, don't no,
6: start that, that would shit. be against the kill law. You. Not yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> thank you j d had a ten milligram weed gummy <laughs> and one of John's remember that and and of course the marga before the dinner yes, and that shit started to kick in and here's what j d sounded like when it really came to full force
7: talk to me about talk to you about yeah, yeah talk to me about talk to you. <laughs> Talk to me about... Uh, (laughs) Talk to me about... (laughs) (laughs) Talk to me about... Talk to me. You want to talk to me about something? Apparently, no. You don't want to talk to not me? No, right no, no. Why not? <laughs> oh my God.
1: You got to talk to me about it. <laughs> Are you tickling him under the table? <laughs> <laughs>
7: bit, yeah, you I'm
1: tickling you him, talk him with my eyes.
4: Yeah,
1: man. <laughs> <laughs> Why would you get wasted at a $1,100 dinner? I mean, don't you want to sort of remember it, J.D.?
6: Oh, I remember it. You know, it's, it's also, you know, it's what you do at these, you know, these places here. I'm not getting there like sloppy or anything. I'm
1: not like. Let me ask you something, JD. How do you figure Blit can afford all this shit? I mean, it's, I believe that Blit inherited money from somebody. Yep. I,
6: you know, listen, he doesn't have a lot of, uh, vices as uh, so, well. Maybe not maybe I'm wrong about that. Actually, <laughs> he has some sort of vices. Um, you know, I don't, I, I, I don't know. I don't know if he's rich. I don't know if he, you know, he, he makes friends with, you know, people that work at these places and, and they, you know, they, they give complimentary dishes and whatever. I don't know what goes on. Um, I'm just sort of along for the ride and uh,
1: I don't, I don't question anything <laughs> pretty much. So. Wow. I mean, uh, Blit, you're not going to reveal your secrets on huh? 1100 no, I swear $1. I,
7: I, no, no family money. I looked at that dinner as an investment in my future. A what good does time, that make, mean? Making great content for the show. It's like, I'm going out with JD for dinner. Why, why not do it? Why not kind of this do is this? Some
1: meal? And the way, and the way you wine yeah. and dine them, wouldn't you rather be whining and dining a lady, uh, for this kind yeah, of uh, night? I, JD is, uh,
7: my,
6: my sometimes lady. Dude, I mean, this we is, don't do this like all the time. This is like special occasion. Thank occasions. God,
2: because you'd be yeah, a mean, My God. Plus. Well, that's very true. <laughs> I mean, this is uh, a you know, like, this
6: isn't this a regular is, thing. This is just you know. Right, okay, uh, take it easy.
4: All right, I'm <laughs> down.
6: Well, but they um,
2: say Howard, if you've got a drinker like JD. After the second bottle, you shouldn't spend any de- any kind of money on the wine because he can't taste it anymore. It's just about Robin, drinking.
6: I tasted just
1: fine, actually.
4: <laughs>
6: I, this know, is
1: like a I meal... know. You think you did? <laughs> this is like a meal Bill Cosby would prepare for his dates. You know what I mean? That's right. Like and and <laughs>
4: ready. He's
1: ready. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't get. <laughs> I don't get that.
6: I don't
7: assault him, uh, All right, well, a big
1: part, uh, just to finish this up, a big part of uh, any John and J.D. dinner is John pranking J.D. That goes down yeah. as well. <laughs> uh, John told a pair of women at a nearby table that J.D. was planning to reunite with the son he put up for adoption 15 years ago, <laughs> and that uh, right after the dinner, J.D. was going to go meet his uh, his child that he put up. Alive. What was the thought there, John?
7: I just, not much thought. It just kind of uh, came up organically.
1: And and JD, do you get like complete? Like, does your head go completely down when he starts in with this stuff?
6: I mean, he just he he does it so much. Like throughout the night. Like I think he started it with. The hostess and you know other people that like once it gets to a certain point it's like <laughs> he's just not going to stop and you just give up and he it just becomes real. Yeah, you when know, I Abbott- did notice.
1: I did notice you kind of give up. It's like you kind of, then you start just going, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to go see my son that I gave up for a <laughs> I, I mean, like you're, you're... It, it,
6: gets to, it gets to a point where we're at this restaurant and, like, it's it's close to 10 o'clock. These, hmm. these people, if they're believing that I'm about to go meet someone <laughs> <laughs> at night, my, my son in 15 years, it's on them to fucking, you know. <laughs>
1: All right. Well, here's a clip. Here's a clip of the dinner.
6: Fifteen
7: years ago, JD over here, he had a child and he put it up for adoption. And tonight he's meeting him for the first time.
16: <gasps> really? Yeah. Like, seriously? Yeah. Oh, my God. That's exciting. Oh,
8: my God.
7: <laughs> well, let's sit down.
8: Congratulations. I'm really thank, excited for you. Thank
7: you. you. Let's <laughs> sit Okay. But, should he give him a hug?
8: I think yes. But is he meeting you at this restaurant?
7: No, no, no. We're meeting at the orphanage.
8: Oh, okay. The oh. orphanage. Yes. Uh, <laughs>
15: what made you decide you want to meet him now?
6: time it was that time i was, I was ready I was,
15: okay <laughs> do you know what you want to say to him when you first meet him i
6: mean yeah it's like, hey how are you doing <laughs> 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 cheers to jd meeting his son okay all right all cheers right, right, all right, jd to meeting your son all right yeah Thank congratulations you, okay all right wow yeah that's it uh, he stands up and yells <laughs> it to Everyone in the restaurant. That's where
15: JD pays
1: for for it. (laughs) What do you mean? I was gonna
2: say, is the food that good that you have to put up with this? It it is actually
1: good. You know, (laughs) JD. What do you mean he stands? You mean he stands up and announces to the whole restaurant? You are gonna. Oh yeah,
6: oh pretty much. Yeah, at least our corner of the restaurant that we were in, because we had like three or four tables next to us, and yeah, it gets to a point where he's just like he has no problem telling anyone anything, and he's like, hey, you know,
1: meet the, you know, he's gonna meet his son later jesus and then, and, and, and then the night me. the night took a more serious turn when one of the women lisa started interviewing jd at the table uh Le- lisa asked jd if he went to college and how it prepared him for life uh-oh <laughs>
6: <laughs> i don't remember this
1: long. <laughs> oh you don't even remember you must have been so <laughs> fucked up i mean even, I remember the girl go. was
6: cute but uh i don't remember what the I- oh, hell my god this picture jesus <laughs> and you couldn't close the deal no, it was no, it was it was that I was not in the right set of mind to you know. <laughs> did you get anything. her? Did you get her number? No, again, Howard, I was oh, not in on. like. Baby I was not, let me hear. Howard, let me, hear, let me hear
1: how you interact with this girl, and she's hot. Let me hear this.
6: Did you go to college? I went to Full Sail University, which is like a—it's uh, like the Uh-oh. ITT Tech of like entertainment jobs or whatever.
8: Do you feel like you gained, like you found yourself there? or You gained? No, no,
6: no, no. It was okay. like you get a two-year degree in 13 months. You, you don't have. Yeah, it's that—that that type of shit. You don't find—you don't find yourself any anyway in that in that situation. No, I probably—I—I I, I found myself. In the job, pretty much. And how long did that take? How many jobs? I'm still finding myself now. And when I started working there, 2003. So yeah, yeah, 20 years. Oh my god, still finding myself.
1: (laughs) Damn, that girl is 2003. That girl is cute. Yeah, Robin. At, you you got to see this picture, Robin. JD is slumped over in a chair, talking to her, He's barely conscious, and she's like, "Look at this." Oh
2: my God! I mean, no, what you the were fuck. not in the right state of mind. No. You're right.
7: He was very he, relaxed. She's interviewing a
15: corpse. Really? His eyes were closed. <laughs> No, this is how I look, JD. Why didn't you just say you went to Harvard? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, I wasn't thinking. About that's that. the you next thing, Richard. JD got a girl there, and he looks like weekend at Bernie's, like a dead body. <laughs> <laughs> Lisa, yeah. well, she seems to be into you, like she's asking yes. you shit. Lisa asked JD if he's happy with his I... life and job. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Let me see.
8: Do you like your job, and do you like your life right now? Depends
6: on the day. Depends on the day. There are days where I provide content, audio, or whatever, for the show that works in a funny way, which is good, and that's a good day. And there are days where I can get made fun of for an hour or so plus for, you know, God knows what. And those aren't so good days. But overall, yes, I do like my job. I mean, it's hard to not, like, you know... Even though you're getting made fun of or embarrassed, uh, inevitably you are sort right. of entertaining someone or making someone laugh out there. So. Jesus.
1: <laughs> At least I'm not making you Helps A snort helps. <laughs> well. With all that snorting, she wasn't charmed to want your number?
15: <laughs> Tell her you're a senior media producer.
1: Oh, I I think know. it's funny, like. A couple of Margaritas and JD's an open book. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I mean, he gave the Goof- whole history of Full Sail. She just says, "Where did you, you go to college? Full Sail is the IT team. Blah, 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 blah.
1: I like this girl too. Like, like, I, I not only is she attractive, but she seems to be willing to talk to JD. And, I mean, and I, while she, he's
2: reclining, I, yeah.
1: I, I, and, and, <laughs> and, and and then she asks JD if he meditates. And, of course, J.D. had a tough time articulating why meditation doesn't work for him. He's the only (laughs) one. Here we go.
8: Is there anything? Do you, like, meditate? What do you do to think more positively?
1: I can't meditate.
6: Meditating, I just can't. I can't. I can't. I don't know what what you want to call. I can't back away from my mind at all that it would take with meditating. So... Um, <laughs> yeah, I haven't really thought that was good. And so I'm just, I just wait for Blit to bring up to strangers to ask me strange questions and whatever. So.
4: <laughs> Jesus
1: Christ. <laughs> Jesus Christ, J.D. <laughs> <laughs> how how are you going to get chicks? <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> J, so tell me, sir, um, do you meditate? Uh, uh, I can't meditate because, um, well, because uh, I can't meditate. That's because I can't meditate. What? I jerk off and collect spoons. Okay, leave me alone. It's weird. Like I at just the time, the
6: to embarrass. At the time, I feel like I'm making sense. Still, <laughs> I guess I clearly do? am not. Yeah, <laughs> I thought I was some sort of. You scent. thought you were articulate? <laughs> no, I knew I wasn't. I knew I wasn't being necessarily articulate. I thought I was still sort of expressing myself how i wanted
5: to be this is
1: kind of fascinating so john lisa from what i see here jd's hitting it off sort of with her and lisa totally believed the story that jd was going to go meet the son he gave up for adoption yep and 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 then she asked jd if that might be a source of trauma (laughs) for life (laughs) <laughs> they, they got into a heavy conversation
8: was there like a childhood traumatic event
1: no
6: not that I'm aware of at least it was you know I don't know
8: so it wasn't giving up your son
6: it's not giving up my son no that's or maybe it is I don't know I guess I'll find out later I don't fucking know what time are we fucking meeting we're meeting in like an hour are we a.m. <laughs> oh thank you for having me it was a nice dinner great dinner
4: yes.
6: <laughs> nice drinks nice wine and stuff yeah. it
1: was good. You really did give up. I mean, you're going along with that story. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Why don't we meet that fucker?
2: Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like you know. Okay.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
2: no one said anyway. maybe you shouldn't meet your son tonight. <laughs> no. No. One,
1: no. <laughs> you're, you're kind lucky, of fucked but... up and you're unconscious. You're like, maybe, maybe this isn't the best way to meet your new son.
15: <laughs> Wait till tomorrow. <laughs>
1: uh, <laughs> they were excited uh, for him.
15: <laughs> they were excited. He's lucky. He's lucky, but didn't tell her he's an escape murderer. That's yeah. why I, I have done that before. Uh, he has done that, that before. I know. Yeah.
1: Like, like I that just, girl didn't say to you, you know, I just met you, but maybe you shouldn't go meet your son. I mean, you're, you're kind of inebriated.
6: Oh, I, you know, listen, I think everyone was having a good time and not really thinking about the serious. After the, um, after that, the
1: girls paid their bill and left. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, they had, a, they had enough for our, our stuff. The girl's really attractive, man. Yeah, she's cute. Yeah, really cute.
2: You think maybe you want to stay in your right mind because opportunities might happen? Uh, uh, <laughs>
1: That's
6: true. Yeah. Whatever you say. Like Again, maybe I was one not in frame of, of mind of thinking about, you know, anything. I was, you know. And by the way, that know, shirt's we, getting a little
1: tight on you over there. Yeah, thanks, but, Howard. Uh, I'm well aware. Okay. hey. Everything's I'm aware Just buy a bigger shirt.
2: <laughs> but but <laughs> anyway, JD, when you start the night with a margarita, you're not going to be in the right mind for opportunity. I,
6: I wasn't expecting. i the, the the it was the the idea was to go out and meet, <laughs> well, not meet. To go out, hang out with Blit and 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 talk and have a nice dinner. I did not expect to have an attractive couple or attractive, you know, woman sitting right next to me and. uh after I did expect that. us to even be sitting. Again, he tells me these things. I don't know what we're doing, where we're going. I don't know. We might be in a, uh, a separate room for all
1: I know. I don't fucking know. All right, take a breath. Right. <laughs> After that, the girls paid their bill and left, but John and J.D. kept going. Uh. Blit ordered more champagne and an off-menu item called caviar pizza. It's a whole pizza with enormous dollops of caviar in each slice. They were the last customers in the restaurant when they finally left around one AM. Jesus.
6: I, I don't that. know what happened. Blit left for like a little bit, and I'm just sitting there by myself, just like, you know, just, just like drinking water or whatever. And then all of a sudden he and this guy come back, they're carrying like ten pizzas or you know, into the <laughs> restaurant. And then they're starting to put caviar and I'm
1: like, all right, I'll try that shit. J D didn't go home after dinner. He stayed the night at Blitz place and J.D. passed out in the cab. There you go. Perfect night. But I still... The question has not been answered how you're going out for $1,100 dinners. I mean... You
7: know, it's not all the time. And it was just a really fun night and for the show. And yeah, that that's it. You know, Robin, I was out gallery hopping with uh, J.D. the other night. And the gallerist (laughs) was quite smitten by J.D. It was... And she... Potentially wants him to work as her apprentice for a day. So, you know, I'm getting JD out there, baby right. steps.
6: Yeah. And, um, and he
7: was. What, JD? Sober. Did
1: you buy any art at the gallery?
6: No, no. We were just like going around to all these different little galleries. And, uh, you know, hmm. of course, I mean, I, I, you know, I don't want to give too much away yet, but, uh, you know, I had, I rated some paintings. I might have offended the, the gallerist at some of the ratings that I gave. Um, oh, yeah, wow. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Him rating art in front of the gallerists
7: and the artists. It was like Dave Portnoy doing p- like pizza reviews but of art. It was
1: it was pretty good. And um from what I understand these Marga Weedas <laughs> of uh blitz evidently are so strong and powerful that they fuck you up like what what do you put in yeah, it? Marga that's
2: Tequila and pot. Yeah,
1: but right, what is it? A liquid pot? Liquid pot. Both we'll
2: plants, Robin. Both we'll plants.
7: It. <laughs> it's either like a THC infused honey or just a THC water
1: capsule. I see. And then you, you, you put that all in a blender and then JD drinks you know, it. No, you just shake it. Shake it. Okay. But it's tequila,
2: gotcha. Howard, which already <laughs> yeah. knocks you off your ass.
1: So the JD's got a very, very high, uh, you know, uh, Tolerance. got a st- strong, constitution. Uh, yeah. That took, yeah. Me,
6: a, it took yeah. me a few hours, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, I eventually slumped over.
15: Howard, would you ever fall asleep at John Blit's house? I would be terrified. I'd be, no,
1: terrified. Not, I'd be, I, I'd well, have to be me, very high.
15: Me <laughs> and Blitt have a have a, a a code or whatever
6: you want to call it, and uh, he not knows not to your, fuck with me when I'm asleep or something. He's not putting
15: yeah. your yeah. hand in warm water while you're no, sleep, make no. you piss your pants. No, yeah,
6: usually he's fucked up by the end too, so he's ready to pass out. Himself. Oh, you <laughs>
15: should turn it on him. Do something. To
2: <laughs> That's him. right. But we you know not hear Blit. Everyone,
6: everyone keeps saying that Blit is, I'm sure Blit is waiting for me to turn things on him and he'll love it and he'll turn it back on me 10 million times and I can't, I don't want to deal with that.
1: <laughs> well, Chris Wilding says that one of Blitz Margaritas sent him to the emergency room, right?
14: I mean, that's how- you, the night started with the Margaritas, and there were other things, but I have never been so high on my life. I'm not a weed guy, and the only time I've been to the ER in the United States was after that night. I thought I was choking. I felt I couldn't breathe. Went well, that was because ER. you had, like,
7: five drinks. Also, Chris was eating crab, like, steamed crab, and he thought you could eat the shell, and no, I was, I was eating the shell. So high, John. He was so high that he was eating the shell and chewing on it and choking. <laughs> I've never I seen anything was, like that. I am not blaming you. Like I'm, I'm I'm no, culpable, no, no but blame. I'm just
14: saying those margaritas are fucking nuts. I mean, yeah. they're really out of this world. Yeah. You, yeah. you got crazy. so
1: high you tried to eat the shell on a crab.
14: <laughs> yes, <laughs> I was. Wow. I didn't try. I was, and I said, yeah. and I, we were out, and I think Mamet was there, and I said, I said, I think I'm choking. And Memet looked at me. He goes, he goes, you are. You are. You're choking.
1: (laughs) And that flipped me the fuck out. On crab shells. (laughs) <laughs> yeah uh, Jason Kaplan told me he had to visit the emergency room too after. Yeah. A-
15: <laughs> right. two blitz dinners, right? Two blit dinners.
1: <laughs> yeah right they should have an
15: ambulance on standby at these dinners. like an Agatha
11: Christie murder mystery <laughs> <over to> blitz <laughs> place
5: it turns out I, I discovered I have a, um, a very bad shellfish allergy at John's dinner so oh, we're, okay. we were eating and drinking and smoking and I got sick and I was like oh I'm eating and, and smoking too much drinking and smoking too much uh, but no I ended up in the ER and and I'm wow. the proud owner of several EpiPens.
1: Well, I wanted to get uh, to uh, to clean out the computer. I don't have much time left. But, uh, but what, what? Hey, Richard, what's this? You did a phony phone call to Britney Spears that. that oh, oh, I see what a phony yeah. phone call where Britney Spears calls her show trying to sell her fart jars. <laughs> yes, Howard. So a Tell while back that.
15: there, there was a story in the news about a a reality show star from the show um, 90 Day Fiance. She was farting in jars and selling them to, (laughs) I don't know who the hell wants to buy one of these things. But you talked about it on the show, and we thought it'd be funny if we had, you like how much would a celebrity get for her fart jars? So Hmm. we decided to have Britney Spears call Tradio and try to sell her fart jars on there.
1: Let me hear that. I want to hear that.
11: Hey, welcome back to Swap Shop. Buy, sell, trade, or give away your item. Good morning. You're live on Swap Shop.
12: Hi, my name's Brittany. How are you?
11: Good. How are you, Brittany?
12: Am I allowed to sell gas? Gas.
11: <laughs> yes. that's, a, that's a new one, I'll be honest with you. How much gas do you have?
12: Oh, I have plenty. Oops, I did it again.
11: Okay, did you make it yourself?
12: Yes, I did. With a little help from Spicy Black Bean Chili. Okay. So, can I sell my gas?
11: I don't see any problem.
12: Oh, baby, baby. Thank you. So, it's $10 a jar for my guests, a.k.a. my farts. Does that sound fair? It's your price. Great. On today's menu is broccoli and cheddar cheese fart jars and corned beef hash with sauerkraut fart jars. Yeah, I haven't. This is a new one. Oh, all right. Yeah, yeah, you have a good I'm day. I'm actually making today's batch of burgers right now. I... yeah 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 yeah. yeah. Mm. Mm.
3: Sick. Good morning. You're live on Swap Shop. Why'd you hang up on Britney? She didn't even get to give you her phone number.
11: Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. We we I got the signal to cut off that call. I, I beg your pardon. How much
3: did Britney say she wanted for that broccoli cheddar cheese fart jar?
11: Uh, he says uh, 10 bucks a jar, but anyway, that's... I'll take more of them. I'm going to have to stop you right there, though. Is So do you think that you're looking to buy, sell, trade, or give away other than perhaps that item?
3: Well, actually, yeah. Listen, uh, if Brittany has any of them queef jars, oh. I'd be interested in them, too. I love a good queef. It. <sighs>
11: good morning. You're live on Swap Shop.
15: Sorry about all these dunderheads you're dealing with today.
11: It's uh, It's my own fault to an extent. But anyway, thank you for calling. What can I help you
15: with? Well, I'm Brittany's dad, and she shouldn't even be using the phone, uh, let alone selling her farts on here.
11: You, yeah, I hear you. You have a wonderful day. Thank you for calling And if
15: she does sell any fart jars, it, as her I, conservator, I'm entitled to don't. a cut of the fart money. So make sure. Oh, all right. Hello.
14: Hello there. We have a special guest in studio. Hello. It's president of the media group if we get any more calls about the gas we're going to stop the program right now and you're going to hear white noise all right so no more calls about if we get another call about gas we're going to go white noise and if you don't know what that is you probably won't like it
12: good morning you're live on swap shop it's Brittany. <laughs> oh oops I pooped in my pants uh. When I tried to fart It's poop in the
11: jar That's going to That's it. do done. it for the Swap Shop today. We're done. And, uh yeah.
1: <laughs> oh, my God. What an accomplishment. There's so much wow. to talk about. What a... I mean, <laughs> first of all... You can tell the moment that program director guy walks in and gives him the high sign because the, 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 the DJ was willing to talk about fart jars, but you right. can tell all of a sudden he goes, "Oops!" Like he he was like, "Uh oh, that's number one on that call. Number two, the punishment." The program director goes, "Okay, if we get one more call about fart jars, I'm going to turn off the radio station, and you're gonna you're go- He punished the he. I'm going to punish you <laughs> by making you listen. This doesn't stop. It's like gym class when they go, you're all going to do push-ups if no one confesses right now.
15: <laughs> you wow. know what it reminds me of, Howard? It's like when I was a little kid and we used to make prank calls, like old ladies would have a whistle next to their phone. <laughs> and they'd blow the whistle into the phone to try to hurt your ears. It yeah, reminds I mean, me of that. Yeah, I mean,
1: like, like, like how does that punishment work? You know,
2: Doesn't it hurt the radio station as much, if (laughs) not more, than the audience?
15: Their ratings are going to drop right away. How does it help them?
1: Don't you think when I get mad at my audience, I should just turn this thing off and make them listen to nothing? (laughs) (laughs) Don't you think that'd be a good concept? You know, a lot of people are calling me today complaining about the quality of the show. Well, now you're all going to be punished. You're all going to be listening to white noise for (laughs) a while.
9: Who, yeah. who, they're punishing the the two guys who have zero respect for the show. That's who they're punishing. <laughs> yeah,
4: yeah.
9: <laughs> Meanwhile, they were rewarding us because that we were so proud
15: That's that right. we got That's them a new to new high watermark. Water yeah. 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 We were so
1: excited. Well, yeah, the punishment yeah. will actually put them all out of the, out of a job. Yeah. <laughs> you think about it.
13: Howard, I I wanted to mention, we actually have a fart jar from one of these internet girls that sells her farts, and and Richard has it in
15: his possession.
1: What do you mean? What's going on? What's this tape? Who is this fart jar girl? Tell me about this.
15: Wolfie and Mamet, uh covered her together, actually, so they can tell you a little bit more to build up this disgusting fart jar, wow. which I've had sitting in my house for like two years, Howard, <laughs> and I'm ready to get it the hell out of my house, so please let me just smell it. Let me see if I can find I've this had, thing. Although maybe you shouldn't
14: this. have Wolfie explain it because the last time he tried to, he bored you so badly that you decided to move <laughs> on to a different segment. <laughs> Still competing, oh, They've huh?
15: been going on and on about that for ever since it happened. Howard, every chance to rip me down. Yeah, oh, it was such up. a
14: great moment. You asked Wolfie about the package, and he just droned on so <laughs> incoherently that you could just see your eyes glazing over, and you just instantly decided. Well, to you go explain to
1: it to me. Instead. What what's going on with this whole thing?
14: So basically. um, this woman makes a living jarring farts and letting guys watch her sleep on a streaming webcam, and she's a millionaire from that.
15: Wow! You really? watched her sleep, Howard. You, you, JD showed it to you on the show. I don't before. remember. Yeah,
14: she well, does other stuff what are, too. Like she you is know, she, she naked sits in a hot tub. A lot of times she's not even naked. She's just in a bikini. She does have an OnlyFans where she makes a lot of money, but on her stream, she's just in a bikini sleeping. Hmm. And people so, pay for
1: that. How about some of this tape? Should we listen to what's her name?
14: Her name is Amaranth. And in Amaranth. this world, she is one of the top names, I guess. For farting in jars? For streaming, letting people watch her sleep, doing she does it all. She does cosplay. She does hot tub stuff, I including think it was, farting in
15: jars. And it was JD that I think brought her brought her to our attention. I think he's a fan. JD says.
1: JD says Momet is not explaining this the right way. Go ahead. <laughs> he,
4: <again>. got <laughs> he got
6: it. He got it. He got it. He got it. No, I, got it. I wouldn't say I wouldn't say I'm a fan. I'm not for whatever reason she doesn't. I'm not. Attracted to her, but she's very attractive. Uh, and uh, no, people watch her video game and she had hot tub streams and now that's led her into doing OnlyFans stuff. So, uh, yeah, no, she's that's like- actually the first clip in the package is her just sitting in a hot tub
14: wearing a <laughs> tiny see. bikini and talking to her chat
1: room. No, let me see.
8: I'm glad I'm not a wholesome streamer, otherwise, you wouldn't be watching me today.
1: She's playing a video game and she's in a bikini in a hot tub.
6: Those sounds, sorry, that. Those sounds are people like donating or making uh, messages or whatever uh, to okay. her stream.
1: <laughs> Jeez, she's a millionaire, huh? Wow.
14: Oh, oh yeah. uh, Howard, we walked into her house and she had tens of thousands of dollars in cash just laying around like it was trash on the floor and on the counters.
15: He's like John
8: wow. Blit. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Sir Bloodwork, for the sub crime! Exclamation mark S in the chat to see all my social media links. I've been so busy lately on social media, making all the pictures. Oh, there's a new Instagram post today, actually. Go check it out. New post. It was a really good one. New stories, also.
1: So annoying that
6: music is. Are people donating? <laughs> no, that music is just her background music. Whenever you, oh. there's like little z- zings or special sound effects, whenever like someone tips or subscribes to her channel, um, to notify Wolfie, that she has a
1: phone. Wolfie and Mamet were with her and they saw a stack of a hundred dollar bills on the kitchen counter that how much, how much money was laying there?
14: I, I mean, <laughs> it had to be like 30 grand at least. Easy. Wow. Easy. Wow. And again, it was just discarded. Like, it was junk she makes so much money that that's probably nothing
1: to her wow it's like when when scarface made so much money for these just have piles of coke and money hanging around <laughs> Lights, right. like Remember breaking
15: Bad,
2: where he had to put the yeah. money in a, a a lock you know like one of those storage facilities because they couldn't do anything
1: yeah. with it <laughs> they didn't know how to get rid of the money
2: yeah
1: wow and even though Jeez. she's just sleeping on
14: camera and farting into jars, she has a whole army of assistants and producers who, you know, help her. And
1: we talked yeah. to one of those people. Uh, let me play the were... tape. What Matt's talking about, she's got an assistant who shaves her asshole. Is that true? <laughs> uh Yeah. Wow. Here, Let me play it.
13: Here, here's a clip. In terms of this job, what is the most unusual request you've ever been given?
8: We were doing a photo shoot together, and um she was like shaving, like prepping for the shoot, shaving her, her everything. And she was like, hey, do you think you can take this eyebrow razor and, and shave my asshole? Like make sure that my, all oh, my, my hair is gone. And I was like, yeah, cause I was just like, yeah, of course, bend over, let me get it for you. And I was like, kind of nervous, cause I'm not trying to like cut this girl's asshole open, but like, sitting there, I And it meant nothing to me at the time. I was just like, oh, of course, yeah, another day at the office. I'm going to shave this girl's butthole today, and then it'll be fine. But she'll bring it up when we meet people. She'll be like, hi, this is Morgan. She's my my managing director, my personal assistant. She shaves my asshole. And I'm like, don't do that.
13: So you've shaved your boss's asshole.
15: Yeah.
1: She must be either a producer or senior producer in that organization. (laughs) Yeah, I was (laughs) going (laughs) to say, she's got to be up there in the
15: organization.
1: (laughs) Howard, I would do that for you. I know you would. You'd love it. i would tell you the truth. I, I, would. I don't even know why that's a big deal. Fred shaves my asshole all the time. I don't I don't think <laughs> anything of it. I'd pay uh, to do wow. that for you, Howard. Wow. You'd be surprised. Staring at my asshole could be traumatizing. Can you <laughs> imagine? Boy, she's, I mean, she has what five. What does this assistants.
2: girl look like? Is she beautiful?
1: She's be attractive. Definitely. You, what you know what's well, weird? sure we could share she has five assistants i mean she's not the president of the united states she's she's in a bikini in a hot tub she needs five assistants sleeping sleeping
13: howard i, I keep thinking about you like moving to hartford to detroit traveling all over the world Th- this girl's just sitting in a hot tub making millions of dollars that's all <laughs> she has to do yeah i don't know why robin
1: doesn't do this She'll make a fortune <laughs>
13: Anyway,
14: one of uh, the big things her her fans do is is called a cum tribute. I don't know if you've heard of that, Howard. What's no. that? Well, basically, they they put a picture of her on their iPad. They come on the picture and then take a picture of the iPad that's covered in jizz, and then they send that to her as a tribute <laughs> to her, like oh. respectfully wow. showing this is Let how much hear we this. enjoy you.
13: What is a cum tribute?
8: Well, I first found out about it, uh, I think, in 2016 when someone was like, (laughs) I saw you on Pornhub, but it wasn't what I thought it was. Search Amaranth, you'll see what I mean. And so I searched it, curious, of course. And it was literally a guy with his dick out just jizzing onto his iPad with my picture pulled up.
13: So a Come Tribute is a guy jerking off and coming on your face on a screen?
8: A screen or a physical picture.
13: How does that make you feel knowing the guys are out there doing that? in your honor, so to speak.
8: I guess I should be flattered, but I I kind of feel bad for whoever has to clean that up, because what if it's, you know, that's like a shared tablet or computer screen or something? I don't know. It's really strange to me that they they feel like that's a good release, like, oh, I'm coming on her, but really they're just still alone, and I don't know who they are, and it's really
1: sad. (laughs) Oh, She's cute. I'm looking at this picture. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, her voice isn't very sexy, but It's sexy enough and then it's in our lingerie and some dude's got his cock out and he's
15: That says a lot for the durability of the iPad that it'll withstand jizz.
4: <laughs>
0: well it says
1: here some dudes um some dudes what they do is they cover their iPad in um like like paper or wax or something. So oh, I think fun, most yeah. of them do not.
7: Was that a picture yeah. of Wolfie and Mimette? <laughs>
1: Yes, that was, that uh, was some of Amaranth's. Idea. Some of Amaranth's viewers become obsessed with her. She shared a story about a scary recent encounter. Vey, what's the what's
13: the craziest thing a fan has done that has made you feel unsafe? Uh,
8: one of them has shown up to my house from Estonia. They sold everything they had in Estonia to come stalk me, including their house, their cat, etc. And they assumed that we were going to get married for whatever delusional reason that they had in their mind. When they had like a ring and they were live streaming themselves trying to find me, like yelling at me from outside for me to come out because they wanted to meet me. And they were confused why I wasn't returning their affections, you know. So that was definitely frightening. We had to call the police and get them detained to get them off my property.
1: Hmm. And so we never got to the fart jarring thing. What's going on there, guys?
14: So and now we come to the fart jarring thing because um, we one of the male assistants actually has to like help prepare the fart jars, and he talks a little bit about that process mm. in the next clip. If you'd like to hear that,
13: so we are in the jarring department. Tell the audience what gets jarred here and what is your job.
7: So we have a variety of special things that we jar. Um, the main thing that we did a production run for was uh, we call them cutie patooties. It is jarred farts, and we also do a did a run of uh, some bath water, some hot tub water,
13: some soup. So it's your responsibility to package up both amaranth farts and amaranth bath water, and then ship them out to her fans. Yes. On a typical week, how many jarred farts are you packaging? Uh,
7: I think when we were doing the run, it was like a good five to ten a week or so because we we kind of priced them with like a novelty.
13: What is the price point for a jarred fart?
7: I think we had it set up to uh, what like
11: one thousand
7: one thousand dollars.
1: Yeah,
13: a thousand dollars per fart.
1: Yeah. Uh, and by the way, that guy graduated top of his class at Stanford.
13: Uh, <laughs>
1: Howard, she said she
14: I- thinks she 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 sold about fifty grand worth of just farts. Forget the the rest wow. of the business. Fifty thousand dollars in fart jars alone. How can I
15: just
1: resell this jar instead of having to smell <laughs> it? I can what use money. Uh, a thousand bucks for a jar. I mean, that's what do the guys do with it when
14: they get it? I think like the bathwater. They just really want her essence inside them somehow and they Mm. sniff it and drink the bath water and some guys told us Ah. i think we'll get to
13: it right wolfie yeah we get to it
14: (laughs) okay but so the next clip is amaranth actually
1: jarring a fart if you want to hear what that
14: sounds like yeah this is is a thousand dollars worth of gas
1: this is her blasting one into a jar yep yeah and then what does she do she let they put the 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 lid on super fast. Yep, yeah, exactly. Wow. Well, that guy's worth his weight in gold if he has to do that. I mean, that's not easy.
13: Amaranth. so what's the process? You have a jar in your hand. What are you about to do?
8: I'm about to fart in this jar. And see, the process, I have to hold it up to uh, my asshole. And I have to make a tight seal between this and my butt cheek so that it can't escape. And then kind of slide it to where I can screw the jar on, you know, like really fast.
13: How quickly does the lid typically go on the jar?
8: Um after the fart, like instantly.
13: I'm gonna, I'm gonna watch, go right ahead.
8: Okay, we're gonna try we're gonna see if it's audible for you today. Let's see. Wait for it. Oh, there it is. There it is. And then it seals like that, just immediately. We did it.
13: And
1: is that so what Richard has in So you
13: just fart and he oh. jarred it instantly.
8: It, it, it did. It, was a t- it didn't sound very loud to my ears, but hopefully the mic down there caught it, yeah.
13: Do you get a sense of pride when you're able to do that on command like that?
8: Yeah, yeah. It's much easier because normally, you know, I do this in the bathroom. I just have empty jars there. And so when I have to go take a shit, you know, there's that gas well sometimes first. Then you just can bang out like 10 in a row sometimes, <laughs> depending on what I ate that day.
1: I hate to say it, but her asshole is the golden goose. I mean, my God. Yeah,
2: but I bet you nobody's getting a whiff of anything.
1: Well, well might have a- got a free sample there. <laughs> Richard, what are you holding in your hand? That's a fart jar? From, it's is a that fart the one? jar that says Cutie
15: Patootie on it. has
1: it. a professional label, everything. Professional there. label
15: signed by Amarant. It's Nothing cutie. This, this was a
14: limited edition.
15: It's sixty nine of one thousand. So Howard, she made at least a thousand of these at a thousand dollars a pop,
1: which is crazy. I like I like the name Cutie Patootie. I mean, there's nothing cutie or patootie about that. But do me me a favor. You can read the label right there. Okay, you've had that for two years. Yeah, so I'm
15: curious to just see if it even if there's anything in there.
1: (laughs) I I mean, I'm an idiot. I've been giving away Robin's farts for free like an like like an imbecile. I could have made a fortune. Now be serious. Right. Now, when you, I, I don't want you to fake anything. If I you won't, smell no. something, or right, right, go ahead.
15: If I smell something, I'm probably gonna puke. If I don't smell something, I'll let you know. Okay. All right. Opening now. Okay. Opening. I do not smell anything. <laughs> There's
1: right. I I nothing in there.
15: There's no. nothing in there anymore. <laughs> we should have got to this right away, I guess. Yeah, bad smells it. all day. He might not be able to pick it up. <laughs> we got to no, get our money back. I've been, no, listen, like Howard said, I, this was real. I've been dreading this for two years, having to smell this thing. So you would know if it really stunk. Wow. No, so if you were
2: really going to hold the scent, you'd have to fart onto something, stuff it in there, and close it up.
1: Thank you, Rob. Maybe
2: even that
1: wouldn't keep us down. <laughs> you should maybe demand the a refund.
15: Maybe uh, the jar is worth something. <laughs> I can use it for jelly or jam or something. The jar. <laughs>
1: <laughs> What's this uh, next? Amaranth showed you how she makes her assistant collect her hot tub water. What are guys doing so with that? She'll, well,
14: they, Wolfie, you can take an attempt at this one.
13: Yeah. So, so guys like to buy her, uh, hot tub water so that they can drink it. But the other thing they like to do is come into the water because that makes them feel closer to Amaranth. It's, it's some sort oh. of process that they do.
1: Hmm, let me see. And this is how to jar hot tub water. Is that it? Yep. Yeah. We really need a tutorial on that? (laughs) Well, Robin, we might be going into business with your hot tub water.
13: You are in the hot tub, and tell me, what's this process happening now?
8: Well, now I realize that there's some uh, orders for the Gamer Girl hot tub water in our case. So we got to fill some of those. And uh, typically we'll do that just after my stream so that the most amount of essence of amaranth is mixed into that water so that's what's up next
13: is there a specific amount of time you need to be in the bath water before you jar it
8: typically i am in it for you know like five hours or so so it has time to marinate
7: in there
13: so i'm with the gentleman that is jarring the bath water tell me about this process What what's going on paint a picture
7: uh it's definitely easier than the farts this is just basically we're gonna take a jar and just put it into the tub
1: all right, we got some good stuff. Um, this looks good to me. I think this is good to ship. It's like a uh, <laughs> pussy broth, right? You guys, <laughs> yeah. it's so true. Whoever made that point, you know, Robin, you and I work so hard on you know making money, <laughs> going around the country, doing our thing, but this seems like an easier way to make a living. I have to admit, I'm a little jealous of that kind of. Yeah, she thought down. this
2: she- up all by herself. She's in the she industry. Is-
13: She's building an empire. She's she's bought like multiple gas stations. She just bought like a a, a huge plot of land in Florida. Like she, she's wow. making a ton of money.
14: Well, doesn't she also mentor other girls who jar their farts and yep. sit in hot tubs
1: and sell their bathwater? Oh. Paying it forward, huh? Does we she done. get like a cut of their action if she uh, <laughs> you know teaches them? <laughs> I believe so. She's
15: a senior wow. fart jar producer.
1: Oh, this it's is almost like, the
2: like damn way of farting.
1: Yeah, it's like, <laughs> hey, do you want to come to the meeting? Do you want to? Do you want to learn the plan? Yes, I do. <laughs> fart jar, fart jar academy uh, is where you're going to end up. Uh, let's see. She
14: also In sells addition- her dirty panties for. Two grand sometimes, like just, she throws on a pair of panties, wears them for a day, and that's a couple thousand bucks she makes right there. And, uh, at one point, Wolfie asked her if she ever feels like she's losing money by not selling all of her bodily waste
8: that is going through my head Uh, every time like even if I'm using like little face wipes for makeup I'm like someone would buy this like why am I throwing this away (laughs) like even if it's like was it boob tape to keep make sure my swimsuit doesn't move around on stream it's like why do I throw this tape away someone would buy this tape
13: Is there any part of your body or substance that comes out of your body that you wouldn't sell?
8: Uh, To be honest with you, no. I'd probably sell all of it if the male wasn't so strict on questioning bodily fluids.
13: So you'd sell your own duty if you were able to?
8: Oh, absolutely. Like, why flush it down the drain when you could make money off of it? I just would have to pay someone a lot of money to handle it also, which would increase. I don't want to handle my own
13: shit. If it was legal, how much do you think you could sell one of your shits for? (sighs)
8: probably 10k per shit
13: honestly you think a guy would pay 10 grand for one of your logs
8: yeah people have paid me more in just trying to get my attention in messages with nothing in return there's some freaks out there
1: (laughs) yeah you know you know selling your shit sounds like a great idea but there's there's lots of logistical challenges nobody considers, so you know it's not something you can easily do.
15: She
2: yeah, the go overhead on, the- on that might
15: be too yeah. much.
1: Well,
15: yeah. she should I go mean- into international waters and do that
1: where it's legal. <laughs> 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 yeah, smooth. Uh, well, anything else to,
14: yes. Well, lest anyone think we're, we're, you know, she's just telling a fib that no one actually buys these fart jars. The next thing we did was we followed her to a convention where she set up a table and a booth full of fart jars and bath water. We saw people purchase them and we interviewed one of the guys who, uh, bought one of the jarred farts
13: and that's clear. Why are you excited to have bought one of her jarred farts today?
16: You never know, I mean, you only only live once, so might as well take the risk. So,
13: what do you think it smells like in that jar?
16: I don't know. We're about to find out.
13: Okay, crack it open and take a sniff. What does it smell like in there?
16: Um, Change everyone as human beings, you know. The same one.
13: So, it smells like a regular human fart? Yes. Did you detect a taint of shit smell?
16: Mm, pretty much.
13: Now, what are you gonna do with that jar when you get home?
16: Um, I'm gonna keep it, so I'm gonna treasure it and and remember it the whole
1: my entire life. Where's this convention, by the way? I mean, it's crazy. <laughs> Creepville, Houston, Cre- <laughs> Creepland, uh, and and these far jars are like a thousand bucks. So, I mean, that dude was that dude like heinous looking, or was he you know like a normal looking dude?
14: Yeah, uh, these weren't like John Cena types. These were uh just yeah, nerdy scrawny dudes. Yeah. <laughs> the
13: That's line sort of was said. out the door, Howard. The line was out the door for people looking really? to buy this 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 crap.
14: A lot of people wow. on the spectrum in line. Um and then we talked to a guy <laughs> oh, who wow. uh, bought some of the the hot tub water and yeah. he, he it was like he was sampling fine wine.
13: <laughs> okay. What do you plan on doing with that water today?
16: Honestly, yeah, I do want to give it a sip and just see how, each, uh, how it
13: tasted. You stepped outside of the convention so that you can use all your senses to really process what this tastes like.
16: Mm. Um, yeah, I'm ready for it. I'm like, I want to see all senses. I want to see what it is. Crack it open. All right. It has a good strong seal on it. Get your nose in there real deep and let's smell it first. I'm smelling it. It does have that like kind of that that uh, bathing smell to it. Like it smells like bath water to be honest. Can you pick up any notes of her smell actually in the water? I can definitely smell some hint of uh, I guess just a natural scent because I, I did take a photo next to so I think the product is accurate.
1: Wow, an accurate product finally. And what did that guy, t- Wolfie, didn't that guy tell you he plans to come in the jar of water so he could feel closer to Amaranth?
13: Yeah, he, he was, he wow. couldn't do it at the convention, but he wanted to, to take it home and jerk off into the
1: water. <laughs> That's like a thing. Like they all know to do that. I mean, how does everyone know to jerk off into the water?
13: It, it's like a whole community. I don't. I don't know. Just like the come tributes. Like all these guys are online and they connect and they they all do the same shit. I I don't know where
1: it came from. <laughs> I thought I was alone. So- I can't believe there's
2: other people out
1: there. Cr- One thing I love about the Creep Convention. There's so many others. <laughs> <laughs> <they> like-minded people. <laughs> yeah. it's so good to meet other people. You know, connections are other the best.
15: Creeps. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Howard.
1: Uh, yeah.
15: I just had a quick idea. if you want me to today, uh, I can try to fart in this jar and uh bring it into the office tomorrow for somebody to smell it I don't want it. <laughs> You're why? crazy Richard, why would we do why? that?
1: you know Just have Sal
15: smell it or something tomorrow at the office <laughs> richard's pretty
1: why't do you just shit on Sal's face? <laughs> Let's go right to too. it. <laughs> yeah, okay. Right.
2: Richard, what is Richard Richard's to... title again?
1: <laughs> senior producer. producer. I'm writing. Uh, uh, you're not a senior producer, I hope. <laughs> no. <those> junior. <laughs> I've got a great idea. Oh, yeah. What's that idea? I'm going to fart into a jar so you guys could. Can... Oh, okay. We have a new title for you. Your head nitwit. Oh, okay. <laughs> thanks. <laughs> what, uh, what, what's the last clip here, guys?
14: The guy was just going on about how he needed to taste Amaranth's essence.
1: That's why he bought the water. Okay. Is the guy tasting the hot, the hot tub water? Mm-mm. Right. Uh, okay.
16: Sir, go ahead and taste that bath water. All right. Down the hatch. <laughs> Oh, that's refreshing. Sixty-nine out of sixty-nine. So, what does it actually taste like? For sure, I think this was her hot tub water. We saw it jarred yesterday. That actually is her hot tub water. That is amazing. That's I'm gonna I'm gonna try to stop myself from finishing it. You just tasted it. What are you gonna do next with it? I want to gargle it. I want to savour it in my mouth in my mouth. Let me hear you gargle the bathwater. Go ahead.
1: That was good. I went. To, I went to test the oh. What? What does it taste like? It tastes like a waste of a
9: hundred dollars.
1: <laughs> Howard, well, I, think the the horror horror I think of poor
9: guy. I think of when you know when when that kid was born, all the hopes and dreams those parents <laughs> had for them. Yeah. Howard, <laughs> yeah. uh, have you? Ever- my parents you, I live in their basement.
16: Oh, <laughs> the kindness of others are oh, so kind to <laughs> so let me drink hot tub water. <laughs> uh,
13: Have you ever wow. smelled hot tub water? Like, it has a yeah. strong smell like to it. A cl- that, that,
1: cl- it's chlorinated, oh isn't it? Oh, my God. Yeah. I,
13: I, I was gagged just watching them
1: do that. Yeah. Well, anyway, I got to go. This is sickening. Uh, yeah.
4: <laughs> all right, boys,
1: uh, thank you very much for the report and uh, appreciate it on uh, Amaranth and her... Hot tub water, fart jars, and uh, other things. Wow.
2: Uh, 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 I wonder uh, what today is for Amaranth. What kind of a day is it? Is it a <laughs> sleeping day? Is it a farting day?
15: Amal, yeah. Yeah. that they was should... a great... Sorry, uh, Just go. Sorry. I said that was a great example of Wolfie and Mamet working together. To create okay. something. All <laughs> right,
1: go, go back. What are you again? A, what? A writer, producer? Right. Come I'm wait. a shithead. Write something funny. Head, head All right. I, I just promoted you to
15: head shithead. <laughs> I love that. I'm going to get business cards made. <laughs> Top shithead. All right, guys. Top thank you. Head. We'll see you. We'll see you tomorrow.